Hey, hello, welcome one and all to episode 67 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavision's magazine. Today is January the 17th, 2021. I'm Graham Cookson, the production editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week, he dreams the same dream, he wants the same things, but we won't ask exactly what that is right now. It's Scotty Moe, the managing editor for Megavisions. And our special guest this week, joining us from the Scrubverse podcast, as well as being the master of streaming at Megavisions, he's our very own Wizard of Oz, the man behind the veil of our Dreamcast Marathon live streams. It's Corey, aka Tornado Jones. Way! Hello, and hello. Hello. We are back. We just fuse. You just fused. That was actually pretty cool, actually. I like that. That's yeah. Cool now we're uh, super... We Scott did it wrong, though. Now we're super fat. <laughs> oh, no. Now we're uh, a tornado mo. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uncle Mo, here I am. <laughs> oh, boy. Love it. Love. I love this live streaming stuff. So, yeah, we are back live once again on Twitch. So keep us company and fast any questions you have here in the chat, and we will try and get to you as we go along through the show. And as always, we'll be answering some of your burning questions. We have our picks of the week, where we'll be chatting about a TV show that I've become obsessed with, a couple of old indie games, and Keanu Reeves' original audition for the Matrix Quadrilogy. Yes, we have all that, plus our feature discussion, where we'll be discussing about Sega's recent Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 announcement. And so without further ado, or a don't, let's crack on with this week's Megavision Show. Yes, excellent. Hopefully that intro worked again. I always get nervous for that. But yes, as always, we'll be kicking off our show with how our week's been going. So, Scotty, let's start with you, my friend. Tell us about how 2021's been treating you after last week. Uh, stressful as hell as I prepare for our country to just fall in on itself. But that's nothing here and there. Um, <clears throat> no, it uh, was my birthday last week. So Happy I got a couple of birthday. Don't do that. We might get. <laughs> I sing it yeah. too good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the Beatles version, then we definitely won't get hit. Um, no, I got you know <laughs> stuff for my birthday. Uh, I won't go. I won't. I won't talk about everything. I decided not to do a whole lot of those hall posts anymore because you know those were apparently my most popular things on Instagram. So it's like, well, cool. People just love me for what I have, not for what I am. Um, welcome to the real world, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I got, um, oh, well, I got this. Rachel got me a new keyboard and Ooh. it's wireless and colorful. I'm um, super jealous yeah. that it's wireless. I've been looking at, wow. uh, keyboards for myself now and, uh, I'm trying to justify not color. spending the price point that you spent or that someone spent for that one. For the wow. for the for the listeners, it's now purple and it's going to turn sort of red, pink, and then red, and then purple, and yellow, and blue. Yep. Um, so it's the black, the Razer Black Widow V3 Pro. Yep, it's got a little volume knob, all kinds of stuff. The um, biggest thing is me, that wire. Meanwhile, ability. I'm just rocking my Microsoft keyboard, which I got from. I've got a mechanical <laughs> one, but it's wired, so and it's not 
RGB uh, colored. It's just white backlit. Yeah, yeah I mine, learned about mine's a, um, mine's a soft touch one for typing for work, basically. Not, not uh, okay. cool. Okay. I learned about cherry switches. This is a yellow yeah. switch. Um, it also there's came with blue. Oh wow! I already had a wrist wrench, wrist wrist rest, but this one, yeah, or roar. <laughs> um, and uh, but that that's pretty nice, a nice upgrade. Um, and, and it'll be really nice because I sit over on my futon when I stream console games. So the biggest issue is taking the keyboard from the computer and whatever. Um, but I uh, but yeah, I won't. Uh, she got me a cool, ugly sweater with iron on it, which is in the wash right now. Um, I, I kind of wish Pal was on because he introduced me to this game. But I got the signature edition of Cloud. Oh, Punk, wow. Um, what is that? Which is, uh, it's the PAL version. You can see the Peggy there. Oh, or can you? Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Um, Peggy 16. Peggy 16. Um, but so I'll just, uh, I meant to open this ahead of time and tell you guys what was it. But for those that have not heard of Cloud Punk, it's an indie game where you're essentially, it's essentially a more chill, crazy taxi, but Ooh. for the legal underground cyber world. Um, uh, but it, this one came with, uh, it, it, it's a very story oh, wow. driven game. Came with a piece of art. Um, the, it's the PS4 version, um, and it has a little fun little postcard thing, double-sided. I'm not sure what that is on the back, honestly. Uh, it came I know Powell, Powell was on this game for a long time. He was, I think he was, when he first started. He streamed it a couple of times, yeah. Um, the soundtrack that it comes with. I never heard him talk about this game. Oh, wow. Um. Well, I don't know what to tell okay, you. <laughs> um, but the soundtrack is two discs, and it comes in one of those uh, uh, album kind of things that's like plastic, and but cardboard, but just a clamshell. Yeah. That's the word I was trying to think of. Uh, and then it comes with two pins. I don't know if you'll be able to see these through the plastic, but it comes with a logo. And then her dog, Camus. Um, Camus nice. in the game, it's, it's sort of spoil, not spoilers. Cause you, you meet them in the first couple of minutes, but, um, so basically, uh, she drives a taxi. I forget the character's name, the main character's name. Um, she kind of sucks actually. She's got like an attitude that doesn't, isn't necessary, but, uh, you are a taxi cab sort of driver for just, or like a deli- I guess it's more like a legal Amazon, sh- uh, transportation, um, but Camus is her dog that is downloaded digitally into her um, car, essentially. So, like, he talks to you and so it's uh, Kit? directs you. And huh? It's wow. Kit from uh, uh, Night Rider. That show with um, uh... not as much attitude, but yeah, uh-huh. um, it's a dog. Can't be Night Rider. Wow. No, um, but cool. yeah, this came out on PC first, and it's out on PS4. I. <laughs> Don't know what else it's out on. So, have you played it yet? Oh yeah, I played it when it was out on PC, sort of like right when it came out on PC. Um, But it's it's a cool game. It's a it's a very chill game. um, Very uh, very lax, and it's made with voxels. So when you get out, you actually get out of the car too, and you walk around and stuff. I guess this is my small hot take on the game. Uh, I assume just nobody knows about it since it is still pretty indie, but. you walk around and you have to go pick up the packages and talk to people in the CD underground of the future and all that stuff. Um, and like, it's a weird world. And I remember I stopped at a point where you had to lie about meeting someone in the outskirts of town for band practice. Cause like freestyle music is illegal or something. I forget. <laughs> um, so one of those weird dystopian big brother things, but, um, 
it's cool. It's fun. They updated it vastly with like the view when you would walk around. It was so zoomed out, and like the the game is very scenic, but you couldn't you right. could easily lose yourself. And it, like it was it was cool until you realize, oh, I don't even know where I am or where I can walk into and whatever. But they updated it since then with a first person view, so it's easier to walk around. I haven't played it since then, but uh, that that was definitely needed. Um, and then checking my notes here. Uh, keyboard PS4 game custom Game Boy Pocket. Anybody? Um, I was gonna. So, I was gonna be like, you better bring it up. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a little bit of background, um, Corey and I were hanging out after a stream one night, and we were talking about probably because Game Tracks does his custom GBAs, and yeah. we were talking about different stuff like that. And I was thinking, and I just thought out loud, like, oh, I realized I have almost every iteration of the Game Boy except for the first one that I owned like for myself. Cause for a while my brother and I shared a green game boy brick and basically just played the only two games we had for a long time, which was Kirby two and um, a centipede millipede bundle thing. Um, oh man, and, you were living on the edge. <laughs> tell me about it. Um, but so, I mean, you know, we, we also, at that time we were going to daycare. So kids always had games to like trade yeah. with each other and stuff. So it wasn't yeah. like we were um, uh, isolated in that term, but um the uh but eventually i got my own game boy and it was game boy pocket and i remember for whatever reason i got the james bond game with it because that was just Mm. what was out at the time which is like it's not too bad of a game that game is like a top-down zelda view um but Mm. you are james bond and have to go through different areas and sneak around a little bit there's not too much stealth really um but it's not a bad game i think it's just called 007 james bond or something um but I, uh, yeah, Corey and I were talking about it, and I, I realized that, like, I still have a brick. I still have my um, color and the Game Boy camera. I, like, found my brother's old Game Boy color, and <clears throat> I still have the SP. I never had a GBA. I kind of skipped that and when I went to Neo Geo Pocket and then eventually got a Game Boy SP. Um, but uh, so keeping that in mind, I was like, wow, I never, I, st- I don't own the first handheld I ever aside from the game gear and so what shows up in the mail in well what is, what is this case that you gave me first of all so it's like case, how that, I got case is, that case is what uh, uh retro playing which is where or no i'm sorry funny playing is where the that's where i bought the circuit board and the screen and stuff and that's what they ship it in okay. so that your screen doesn't get damaged and everything it's literally like a small pelican case and oh, yeah. uh you can put, I mean, it's foam padded and all that stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to use this. So it would yeah. be perfect to ship a Game Boy Pocket in. So, okay, so for, yeah. for the audio listeners, for what I'm seeing right now, it looks like a plastic uh, egg carton type thing, basically. It looks like a DS inside. case with egg foam inside. Yeah, yeah kind of, yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> opened it up, though. And what do we got? The original model that I had, a Game Boy Pocket it was a glacier blue or ice blue or something does it say on no it doesn't say on there but i had to um i had to find it it was tough to find <laughs> i'll turn I it remember. on oh you guys can't see that at all there it is no, if I there you go. You just about to see it um let's so, see if the is that it might or do you want to describe what i'm trying to yeah yeah, yeah so i'll describe <laughs> so what scotty's doing is what I basically did was I opened it, I opened up the system, I cleaned it up. It was a little scratchy and stuff like that, so I tried to buff out some stuff. But the screen has been completely replaced with an ISP LCD screen. And oh, there we go. Scotty's Scott showing right now. There's a touch sensor that you solder to the top of the system that you touch it, and it cycles through 36 different colors palettes. Oh, wow. And uh, if you hold it, 
it will if you hold that it'll go back like it'll go to the previous one it'll that's you can go back and forth oh, okay. instead of having to cycle through all the colors in the the contrast wheel has been uh has been refitted as a brightness wheel so you don't have to worry about the contrast anymore you can make right. it brighter or uh uh darker and uh but no that's basically it uh, funny story with this, I broke the first screen and had to order another one. So <laughs> you can actually see it better on camera if I turn well, it was for if a second. Turn, yeah, if you turn it all the way down, it'll show up yes. better on camera. On black screen. Um but so of course what's weird is like the one that I found the most comfortable was the black and white, which was the pocket, and I was trying different colors and I found myself sitting on the green one as well that looks like the old brick, you know. Yeah. It's the, the the three shades of piss green or whatever people would say. I was about to say it, you. That's not how you <laughs> described it to me. You said the piss green, but <laughs> I, I don't know no, that green. That green looks really good, and uh, I was really happy with it because I'll tell you right now, I've been modding. So that that was my first Game Boy Pocket I modded, and I liked it. I've modded uh, a couple Game Boy SPs. I'm currently modding a uh, Game Boy. They call it DMG. That's the OG Game Boy, ah. like the original Game Boy. I have one, oh, okay. and then I'm also. Uh, Later down the road, because it's a little bit more expensive, but I'm modding a Game Gear. But the Game Gear is ridiculously hard to mod. Oh, there's man. about there's about 20 to 30 different soldering points that you have to solder and make sure that they're soldered in order. So that's something I am going to want to do, but it's going to come at a later date. And uh, But no, uh, what's funny is, and I, I won't take up much more of Scotty's time, but when, when you go to mod a new like Game Boy or Game Boy Pocket, you usually buy a new shell to go with it. And the shells are already cut out specifically how the screen needs to lay into it. There's the 007 game right there. Yeah, I found it. And uh, But oh, Scotty, okay. I didn't want to lose the original color because that was the whole point of getting that one for Scotty. So I had to go in and actually shave down with files certain areas in the Game Boy ch- like chassis and um, get it to where the screen would fit, which is why my first oh, screen weird. that I had on there, I broke because I adhered it and then it wasn't straight. And when I went to pull it off, it just the screen fell apart. So I had to oh. order another one. But luckily, it's the oh. sc- the motherboard that's expensive, not the uh, the screens themselves. So I got lucky on that one. So no, I really like it. Me, um, me tapping this thing changes the color. Did you already say that? Yeah, so there's a little thing that you tape. So if you were to look at an X-ray of the system, at the very top, there's a there's a little touch sensor. It's a little piece of metal that is uh like taped to the top of it on the inside, and then that has a a wire that's soldered to it that's soldered to the board. That's an actual touch sensor. Wow. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, you for those that don't know, watching, um, where, if you're looking at the Game Boy, <clears throat> the top right. When you said the top right of the screen, I kept like tapping the screen. I'm like, nothing's happening. What was he talking about? Yeah, sorry. Um, I tried to explain it, but it was tough. Yeah, the physical top of the console itself. Like, if you're holding it on the outside, it's the border, if anything. So, yeah, can can you angle it so so we can see that top bit? Can you just on the camera? Well, yeah, it it doesn't look different because it's on the inside. Yeah, that's what that's that's the curious thing because where you just held it just then, I was like, I can't actually see anything. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. It's just on the inside. Which wow. theoretically, you could put that sensor touch sensor anywhere, but Ooh. the top right on top of the system is the most ideal you, space. I'm trying it, it's hard to get this at an angle where the camera picks up the screen and the color at the same. Yeah, time. Yeah, but that's fine because this is an audio podcast, so <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter regardless. But you yeah. can see it's it, going through the different. It is zone. working. It is. Well, I can see it on the camera. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. you're doing yeah. it. Oh, I missed but, it. Yeah. I just, so, do, one, one side thing about the Game Boy Pocket that I think 
if my memory serves me correctly, I remember getting slightly mad at Nintendo for this. That I'm sure they, they had the Game Boy original for years and years and years. They released the Game Boy Pocket and everyone was like, oh my God, this is cool. It's nice and smooth and smaller and battery life's even better and stuff. And then I swear to God, like six months later, they released the color version. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, the problem, my the pocket. My, basically, my friend bought the pocket version. He's like, this is amazing. I've got the pocket version. He had the original Game Boy as well. He had the pocket version. And then the color version came out and he was just like, fuck this. And then he went and bought the color version as well. So he had all yeah, the so, version. Yeah. And for those that have never seen them, maybe they're watching now. What's up? Uh, I shit. I covered it up. Jill What's Sensei. their name? Ah, Jill um, Sensei. Hey. So the pocket's a significant difference in size. The biggest thing mm. being the the uh, girth. And but then if you bring up the color, it's only slightly bigger than the pocket, but it's still significantly smaller than the brick. Yeah. So yeah. Well, what's good I is all those n- none of those had their screen no. sizes suffered. But the yeah. biggest thing from the Game Boy OG was again, like Scotty said, the girth and the batteries. Yeah. It yeah. went from four double A's to the Game Boy Pocket uses two triple A's. Wow. And then yes. the Game Boy Color goes back to two double A's. And that's the thing. Yeah. I sent Scotty too. I sent him a package of rechargeable batteries because I didn't have time or I, I didn't have a confident ability to install the rechargeable USB-C mod because oh. you can also put those on there. I was like, ah, I'll just send them some rechargeable batteries. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Those are I'm actually different. all for using AAs and AAA batteries at the moment for some reason. I know like... I have I tons of rechargeable ones. Yeah, I, I use rechargeable ones. Um, like I'm like... Because I've got some devices now which have the the the, old, the, the you know lithium batteries which you charge up, and they're all starting yeah. to die now. And I'm like, fuck! But I've got other stuff which I use AAs on. I'm like, this stuff still works. Like, I'm really happy about that. So, yeah. So I um so just got a bunch of flashlights, so we have AAA batteries now in the house as well. Um, hey, Antichrist, what's happening? Hey, Antichrist, thanks. Um, I'll show this off a little bit. This is the uh, the current Game Boy PMG uh, that I'm working on. I uh, this is a new shell that I bought and uh, new buttons that I bought. But I'm in the process. The board that they sent me. So uh, the contrast wheel on this mod it actually toggles through like the touch screen that or the touch sensor that Scotty has. It toggles through the different colors. Uh, but the minute I installed it, it snapped off. So I was <laughs> like, uh, so I resoldered it and I reached out to customer service. I was like, hey. Your product broke, so they're in the process of sending me that one. This oh, one man. too. Uh, this has it set up to where you can do the rechargeable USB C mod, so it has a port on the back. But I just haven't installed it yet. Uh, okay. So. But no, nice. the new screen looks great on this one too. So I don't have a game in there mm. right now. But I anyway, like sorry, sorry to shill my stuff. So <laughs> yeah, the only the last uh, then I the last thing I mentioned about the Game Boys though. That's my game gear I sent to Corey. Yeah, busted screen. Um, the screen's busted real hard. He's going to mess around with it, yeah. Um, I mentioned it forever ago because I got it like, for 30 bucks at a half-price books. And, that's um, not bad. Yeah, that's not bad for a game gear because they're going up in price for some reason. Um, yeah. But I... Uh, so now that I have this pocket, the only model of Game Boy I don't have is a GBA, so... Maybe I'll see what Game Tracks is doing. He's doing he's doing more giveaways. Just get in there and toss him five bucks to get a raffle ticket. I mean, it'd be purely for a collectible standpoint because I have an SP. I don't need a GBA. Yeah. The good thing uh, is you can uh, set it up with Sky Colors if you wanted to because he lets you pick your color scheme. <laughs> Thanks. Great. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> Anti-Chris says he's got four for you to mod, Corey. 
Chris just got his Christmas present, which was a modded Game Boy SP. Uh, I'll show this one off. Sorry, I bet. Oh, dear. I don't ever really. Oh, four Game Gears. Oh, no, he means he's got four Game Gears for you to mod. Oh, well, you better send me money on those because those aren't cheap to do. But this is my, this is what I sent Chris for the SP. I have one of myself. This is a Game Boy SP with a a Super Super Famicom. Yeah, Super Famicom mod. So it's really nice. I was going to get my Game Gear, which is red. It's a recapped Game Gear, but it's in the closet, so we won't worry about that. Anyway, sorry. Um, I didn't know Corey was going to be on. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about this as much as I am. But the package that he put everything in, as soon as you <laughs> open it up, as soon as you open it up, it was uh, Merry Christmas, you <laughs> filthy animal, from uh, what's it called? Angels, Dirty Angels or something in the, in yeah, the Home Alone, like Home that, Alone yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, Angels with Filthy Souls, I think. Uh, yeah, because yeah, in the second one, it's filthier souls. So yeah. we open up because he got me and uh, Rachel. We got uh, the Matt Smith Chronicles of Doctor Who, whatever you want to call them. Chronicling um, stuff now instead of doing seasons, which is weird. So well, it's the Matt Smith. It was the Matt Smith, se- but it wouldn't make sense to call them the seasons because, yeah. like, Chris, what's his name was two years of it, I think, or something, Chris and Eccleston. then yeah. uh, David Tennant was like Eccleston. seasons worth, and I think that was when they decided, okay, the Doctor, each Doctor is three seasons or whatever, so... Chris Eccleston um, got screwed over a little bit, but I won't go into that, so... Well, he was happy to leave when he did, from what I understand, so... Yeah. Um, he, I really yeah, liked him at the Doctor. On it. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. He. I really he liked his energy. Thing. In his character. Yeah, I thought he was a really good doctor, but yeah, he did not enjoy the show, making the show at the time. I forgot we have a guy from you know the the motherland right here that I can talk Doctor <laughs> hey! Who with. So. <laughs> my, I, my brother is a massive, massive fan right? of Doctor Who, so I hear. I, I stopped. Uh, I stopped watching Doctor Who right when uh, the transition was about to happen from Matt Smith, Smith to Peter Capaldi. Oh, okay. The only thing I know about Peter Capaldi is he's his character or his he acted as a character in the Pompeii episode. That's all I know about him. That happens yes. so often, and so and often Rachel, in Doctor Who. Rachel brought it up to me. Like the BBC basically hires like twenty people, and they just cycle yeah, through. They have them. eight actors that they cycle yeah. through. Martha, I, Martha, he was, Martha uh, before uh, spoilers for a ten-year-old episode. Um, be fine. Martha, who was the companion, eventually she was she died in a previous episode. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. As a side character, um, and uh, and yeah the. So now that we're on it and I don't want to tangent too much because I don't want to go over my, you know, overstep my boundaries. But I have to say, since we can say it real quick, what who is your favorite companion right now? Because I have a controversial stance on mine. People think I'm stupid. So but I'll let Scotty go first. Like so far, who is your favorite companion to the doctor? Um, I don't know. Because well, you only you've only so you only have Martha Rose, just Martha and Rose, right? And um, um, the temp, the temp. Can't her name. I don't Not remember Mar- her name. It went Rose, and then Martha, and then the first episode of her. Oh, Donna. Okay, Donna. Donna. Oh, Noble. Donna. Donna. Yeah. Donna. I like Donna. She's sassy, but Donna okay, was so maybe- sassy. Yeah. Uh, I I liked Martha the least. Because she really just didn't feel like she had much going on, right? Yeah. Um, I just didn't feel like she had. She didn't feel as strong as like you're companion. about to get to a really good uh, companion duo. Yeah, and um, and um, uh, Amy, Amy is good, but I also feel like she was rushed. But I don't know. She's fun. 
but it 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 the logistics of her standard wardrobe being a skirt bothers me because <laughs> much, it it makes as much sense as like Jill Valentine wearing a skirt in Resident Evil yeah. Three. Like, that's yeah. not that's not yeah. battle ready attire. You can't run around uh, comfortably in a skirt and heels like you should with like pants or something. You don't know. I don't. <laughs> what do I know? Um, I don't know. I guess Donna, if anyone, because she was just you could because okay. Donna, you could. And maybe it's just me noticing this now. I feel like there were a lot more scenes where they were separate from each other, where Donna could hold her own, and it didn't have to have mm. the doctor in that scene too. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, before this conversation, I forgot about Donna. But it's it's um, Rose is arguably the strongest, and she has uh, an arc that we definitely cannot talk about. But because um, that was <laughs> spoilers for anybody, um, despite the fact that I saw it coming. But that's what I do. I ruin things. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess Donna. She was fine. Right. Uh, Graham, I'll let you go next. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I had forgotten about Donna. And totally forgot about Donna. <laughs> I really didn't like Catherine Tate, who plays Donna, until I saw her in Doctor Who, and then I suddenly loved her. And then she was in the American mm. office. I was like, I love her even more now. Um, yeah. So she, and she had some really good episodes, like some standout episodes I really loved. So yeah, maybe her... I do love Amy Pond though as well. Um, I just like Karen. The arc, the arc between Amy and Rory and the Doctor is phenomenal. Mm. It's very, very yeah, good. No spoilers to yeah, no spoilers to Scotty yet, yeah. but it's very, very good. We just yeah. watched the second Weeping Angels ep- episode, which man, the first one's so much better than the second one. Which yeah. one has the guy? Uh, uh, which one has Mormont from Game of Thrones in it? Is the first episode or the second episode? Haven't seen a lick of Game of Thrones. So, which, no. which one of the Weeping Weeping Angels episodes has military guys in it? The second one. He's in the second one. Then he's the yeah. guy that says, "I hope I I hope I'm remembered as a good man" or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I will say it's funny. I feel like actually, what was a detriment to the second Weeping Angels episode was a higher budget. Um yeah. Because I like the lower budget stuff. Yeah i I will not say, and I. I Um, the first uh, Angels oh, episode. There he is. Scotty, you just froze. Um, Sorry. Yeah, the, He's the caught, he, he caught back up there. The Twitch on my end is cycling through. Um, but no, what I was going to say is the first Weeping Angels episode was actually what uh, got Rachel into Doctor Who. That was the first episode she saw. And then she watched Matt Smith, and then she went back and watched <laughs> stuff. But um, yeah, but no. Uh, yeah, Weeping Angels, they're definitely my favorite enemy or whatever yeah. you would call them uh, but uh it it uh, that's that's or, I, we might have watched one more after that uh but it doesn't matter anyway we're but making yeah, our way through yep uh i was just uh, gonna say yeah I, I agree with you on that weeping angels thing partly because i think with the lower budget one like every time they turned around they were just doing that but later on you saw them doing right. different faces and it was just that the fact that they're doing that was the scary thing about them mm-hmm. i found it was just, just creepy, creepy. Yeah. eerie they've moved but they look exactly yeah. the same and it's like yeah, oh the, shit. The, the scariest thing will always be the unknown no matter what yeah. you're dealing with what you're introducing to an audience so i think that's why uh yeah was and, and i really can't say much more about it. that but. i'm gonna say the biggest fuck freaking twist and i believe we've all seen this is the twist with the face of Bo. and i was just like what yeah <laughs> I, I did not we, see that coming whatsoever yeah we shouldn't say anything else about that yeah, uh that's but, all i'm gonna say i'm just gonna say what that's yeah. all i'm gonna say um, no i get i get crap from my friends because i think i have a very i think rose is a very very good companion and i also think she's 
absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I saw her first. I was just like, I have a, I'm a sucker for blondes too. Like, and she's like <laughs> the only blonde companion. And I really liked her. My one friend's like, no, you're stupid. Amy Pond is the what? best. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. I, I, I think Rose is great. Yeah. Uh, she's definitely one of my top ones. Of, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, did you I know just want to watch she, Doctor Who, though. Did you know that she was a pop star before all of that? Like she has a fake or charts and stuff. Yeah, are you talking Fainly. to me or to Corey? Because uh, either she was a singer. <laughs> yeah, I I grew up with uh, Billy Piper back in the UK, obviously, okay. uh, and she married uh, a guy called Chris Evans, not the <laughs> not Captain America. Chris Evans. There's yeah. a TV and radio personality over here who has ginger hair called Chris Evans, and uh, yeah, they got gotcha, married and they yeah. got divorced. But yeah, uh, I grew up with all that stuff. Yeah, I she really like her, and off. she. <laughs> Uh, the the lady Hallie Haley Atwell she plays Agent oh, yeah. Carter in the Marvel stuff and I feel like they look a lot alike a little bit yes. so maybe I just have a type so yeah so I'm just I'm sorry this is going off on a tangent sorry Scotty sorry everybody but uh, yes I agree with you on that because the first time I saw the Captain America trailer back years ago I was like is that Billy Piper and yeah. it's <laughs> Haley Atwell <laughs> I've yeah. got a I've got a friend of mine. Uh, she absolutely loves Marvel movies. She loves all the superhero movies and stuff. She refuses to watch the Captain America movies because of Hayley Atwell. Because when she was younger, she went to uh, an acting school very briefly. Hayley Atwell was there with her, and she's a massive bitch to the point oh. that my friend punched her in the back. Wow, <laughs> that's an awesome like, story. Like, she just hates her like so much. Wow. She's just like, she's like, I refuse to watch. She's like, oh, but the Captain America movies are so good. They like, they're some of my favorite good. Marvel movies. But yeah, she refuses to watch them. I mean, if that was, you would, you would hope that she maybe grew out of that, but at the same Hopefully. time, but yeah, you know, it's just I'm a sucker. Movie. I'm a sucker for good like war movies and Captain America. The first Captain America. We Hallie, my wife, uh, last year she went through the marvel movies and watch them in the order they're supposed to be in and uh, i did not sit through all of them i i popped in on few i had never seen the first captain america i really like that movie that movie is really That's good also nazis are the best enemy they just are like they're, they're <laughs> how it is it'll be that's how it'll always love be they them. they're great yeah. i love it so anyway sorry i didn't mean to tangent off i'm welcome oh, to me being That's on your okay. podcast so I mean, we can circle it all the way back because in the MCU, Amy Pond is uh, in the Ga- Guardians of the she's Galaxy. Nebula, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's the blue bald cyborg chick, which I did not know. Oh, for... yeah. well, I mean, I didn't like. I guess arguably that was what introduced me to Amy Pond, but I didn't care enough about that character to look into it at all. But then I saw Jumanji, and I saw interviews of Jumanji, the Juman, the new Jumanji mm-hmm. cast, and people were saying like they liked her in Guardians. I'm like, who the fuck was she in Guardians? And yeah. I was like. Whoa! Well, the big thing was the big thing was she shaved her head for that role. Yes, I was about to say, yeah. Well, then she's not Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Wait, Um, did you say she's not Scottish? I mean, she doesn't have the accent in the Guardians movies. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's just like what? She's not. (laughs) (laughs) I know know she's born in Scotland. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because that was a really big deal. Actually. Oh, sorry. Speaking of that, her first episode, Amy Pond's first episode, how, if you guys remember how the doctor came back and they're running around her town and they're never in a car yeah. because the town is that small. I said to right. Rachel, I'm like, no wonder Graham is blown away by how far things are apart in our stupid country. <laughs> this town, you can run from one end to the other in 20 minutes. 
Well, no, that's also like you go to, you know, England or not England, but you go to Europe and it's just like, oh, I went through 15 countries in the last four hours. Like, that's just how like taking a train ride is. Yeah. <laughs> Meantime, that doesn't even get you all the way across Texas in America. Right. Yeah. I told Graham there was one episode where we were talking about um, an episode of the podcast. We were talking about um, how far Chris is or no, Philly or something. And then uh, a town in Virginia. And there was I was one like, on Taylor yeah. Swift's um, farm, family farm, where they grow yes. Christmas trees. Yes, that was it. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, fun fact. That's such a Taylor Swift stupid thing. Yep. <laughs> I, was, I just, I said to Grandma, I was like, this is how illogical, I mean, this is just to continue to blow your mind how gigantic the U.S. is. Like, that town in, or that farm in West Virginia, I could drive to in 45 minutes, but the one on the other side of PA, I wouldn't even make it there in five hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was when we were doing the marathon in 2019. I was just like, oh, yeah, Scotty, like, you're close to Philly, right? He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, he's like, where do you think I live? And I'm like, ah, it's all just like the same shit up there, right? <laughs> yeah. Same town. Different oh, name. Man. Um, oh, anyway, I was talking about oh. the box Corsena stuff in. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I actually had so, one more Doctor Who fact for Corey, but. Uh, yeah, go for it. Finish it off. You know, Peter Capaldi, going back to him, so yeah, he was in another episode of Doctor Who. He is also, did you ever see the TV show Torchwood, which is yes. a Doctor Who I, spinoff, I and it's in the same universe. It's a universe. spinoff with the guy that is the big, the fancy guy. I can't remember his yes. name, but he's very, yeah. like, Captain uh, John, John Barrowman's the actor. I've just forgot his actual name in the show. That's not good. I always forget uh, Captain Jack. Captain Jack. Yeah, Captain Jack Harkness. Yeah, that's it. Um, Jack Sparrow. Very sexy. <laughs> yes, uh, sexy, sexy guy, morning. sexy Canadian. I think yeah. is, he, is he Canadian or something? I don't know. Anyway, probably um, they got beautiful people up there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Peter Capaldi was in an episode of that, uh, and his character dies in that episode. Spoiler alert! It's, it's an old show now. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, like, and then then suddenly he's in Doctor Who, even though that's all set well, in the same universe. That's Crazy. the thing; it's not the same characters; it's just the same actors. That's same act. Is. Yeah, so it's a different character. So yeah, you can yeah. get away with it, but it's just. If anyone just dips in and out, it's like, I saw that guy die the other week. What's going on? I will uh, say, there's not many TV shows that have episodes that make me cry every time. And I know that they're coming. But Doctor Who and Scrubs and surprisingly Futurama, those are hmm. three go-to shows that have two to three episodes that when it starts, I'm like, all right, here we go. It's going to happen. Like, and Strap in. I, we, just, we just started rewatching, or I just started rewatching Scrubs. And one of the, it's the second or third episode. I'm just like, crap. And it's not like I like I'm a baby, which I probably am kind of like a baby, but it's just like it's the emotion, especially in the medical field, the emotion of what those people are going. I know they're actors, but I know that shit like that happens every day. And I'm just like people having to go through that. So that gets me. Chat says the dog in Futurama. Yeah. Yes. Until the yes. first movie came out, <laughs> which no. So I got a rant. I'll, I'll make it a quick rant. But I <laughs> love the first movie, Sorry. which is called Bender's Big Sorry, Score. Scary. And uh, yeah. he, the, the whole thing is Seymour asses is the dog episode where you find out that Seymour was waiting for years for Fry to yeah, come back and that, all that. that the movie nullifies all of that. It nullifies all the sadness from that episode. That's all I'll say. Go watch Bender's Big Score and you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's been a while since I've seen that one. I can't remember that the, the Big Score one. I, I just watched it two days ago because we're okay. marathoning all of Futurama. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, Sorry, Scotty. Sorry, yeah. Scotty. Yes, sorry. We'll That's up. okay. Well, I mean, Rachel always cries when Donna Noble's grandpa is involved, usually, because he's... Oh, the... Yeah. Bless him. What a guy. 
He's an old man. I was going to say he he's an old man that believes in aliens, but he's the nicest old man in the whole. He's a show. good guy. He's a good <laughs> yeah. guy. Um, but uh, so this box, the Corey Senna stuff in it started with uh, "Merry Christmas, you filthy animals" and uh, "Filthy animal." And then when we got down to the bottom, opened everything up, uh, taped to the bottom of it, <laughs> and a Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, that's great. I feel bad because Antichrist is in the chat, but I did his present the same exact way, so now it's no longer <laughs> unique. Oh, yeah. um, That's a so that it, for those that can't see, it's the, uh, the again, filthy angels or whatever. Angels with filthy souls from Home Alone, the fake movie. It's Get him. Down on your knees and tell me you love me. <laughs> and then the last thing I will mention is the card that Rachel got me, um, which is a Christmas yeah. card, but it's for my birthday. I shared this on Instagram and socials and stuff. But it is a Christmas Nights card. That's Christmas so cool. Nights in the Dreams card. And wow. you know, she wrote a bunch of stuff. But um, So it's uh, by the artist uh, Vet... Ver- oh, shit. Um, let me get her Don't contact. fuck it up. Veruto. I mean, don't mess it up. I don't know how cursing goes on this podcast. Um, she has an Etsy store, Veruco Art. V-E-R-U-K-O-A-R-T. Um, even the back of it has like her logo is like a little weird Riala thing. Oh, nice. nice. That's yeah. cool. So it's very cool to describe it to the listeners. Uh, it's Christmas nights and they are looking rather feminine, which made me slightly uncomfortable because it's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but what was the artist's name again? Uh, Veruco V E R U K O art. Um, I'm going to put it in the, I'm going to put it in our discord. Yeah, if you discord, do yeah. Instagram, they don't post much, but they're Etsy stores where you probably want to go. Okay. Um, so, but the the front of the card to describe it, it has uh, Christmas nights in the middle with two gifts. One of the gifts is a jack in a box with Riala's face popping out, and then um, at their feet are, is one of those strawberry cakes. And the Nightopians are making gingerbread cookies and eating stuff. And and uh, oh no, I just noticed that one's using a rolling pin to make more gingerbread cookies and stuff. Um, but despite the fact that it's a Christmas card, Christmas nights is one of my favorite things. So that's why. It's a birthday card, really. That's you're awesome. you're, That's you're the cool. reason that uh, I'm starting to like looking forward to the Christmas night stuff every year. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, future speedrunner right here, right? Uh, <laughs> and so I said all of this, and I thought it was going to take five minutes because now I wanted to get to the beef of what I've been up to. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. The only I was only going to mention this briefly because. We didn't know Corey was going to be on until about 24 hours ago, um, but it'll ta- it'll help uh, tailor into is not a verb. It'll help trail into Corey's week probably. Um, Scott Pilgrim, the versus the world, the game complete edition was uh, or the complete edition was released, which is the re-release of the Scott Pilgrim video game based off the uh, graphic novel and the movie. Um, came out on Thursday. We streamed that, and it was a goddamn dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, I was hoping, like you know, it, it was my birthday stream. It was not my birthday stream, but it was my birthday, and we were streaming. And then uh, we were um, playing the game, and I thought, you know, I had actually gotten the Game Boy Pocket, so I thought, oh, I'll talk about that, and you know, compliment Corey's handiwork, and we'll talk about other shit I got for my birthday mainly because nope. it's all about me, 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 me. And uh, we just have cool conversations playing with our buddies, Scott Pilgrim. We could we finished one level in that game in the two hours that we played. It, the network was so oh, bad. Wow. The desyncing was so bad. Like, we started... You can do... Uh, this. Looking back, Corey, watching the stream, uh, our, our team-up special attack should have been the first red flag because that, like, foreshadowed the rest <laughs> yeah. of the game. Um, so if you're playing... So in the game, 
I guess if you don't know what Scott Pilgrim is, where have you been? Uh, shopping in Goodwill. I made him up. Have, I guess. Yeah, I'm kidding. But the <laughs> Scott Pilgrim by Brian Lee O'Malley is a story about a guy who's dating a girl, falls in love with another girl, and it's an homage to all of video games and nerddom and things like that. Uh, and he has to fight seven evil exes of the current girl he's into, and hilarity ensues. Um, so the movie's fun. Not for everybody, but it's a fun movie. And... <laughs> The uh, game itself is a brawler where you play as Scott and his other two bandmates. Scott plays bass in a band called the Sex Bombs, And so you play as Ramona, Steven Stills, the guitarist, Scott, and their drummer, Kim Pine. And so when you, you all do a taunt together, you do a special move, which is them jamming out. And then this giant, like, abominable snowman things in the background. It basically kills everything on the screen or does a bunch of damage. Makes so, sense if you read the comics. So Yes. So you... So we, we thought first, like, all right, we're finally playing together online because we did try to play this game forever with Parsec. I don't think we ever got the we got the team attack maybe working once, but maybe. Um, but we, we it was solid. Like the emulation of the PS3 version was really good. But we were just right. like, yeah, we got to support this release and all that. But yeah, so we played it first thing we did in the game. There were no enemies on screen, but we we're like, let's test out the team attack. We did it. And like th- what's supposed to happen is you all jam out and in the background is this snowman like chomping the ground and like attacking the enemies. So we did the team at- attack and we all jammed out and played no abominable snowman. And then we we're, we're like, what? On, and like a solid 20 seconds later, suddenly the snowman appears in the background. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. I had forgotten that that was even special attack. Well, Cause and I was so like, Oh, I guess like, they took that out or I just was remembering it wrong. And then it showed up. I was like, Oh, yeah. nope, there it is. <laughs> And it was just so, and so the, the overall problem was it wasn't that the network was bad. It was, it was the desyncing and because we were, we were online and able to play and it was moving. Okay. I did have trouble dashing a lot of times. So I think there was stuttering with the controls here and there, but like it would, it it got to the point where I would, the, like three of us would be off trying to progress where, and then you see one character like punching and blocking nothing because there's no more enemies on our screen. Or in a dog pile that never finished. <laughs> yeah. But in their game, when they're fighting and blocking nothing, they've actually been fighting like five or six enemies that we don't even see. And yeah. so, and there were times where like characters and like progression type stuff would not happen. Like if there was an enemy that's supposed to pop out of a door and then you follow him into the next scene, he never popped out of the door. So we couldn't progress in the game. Um, it was game breaking. Network issues and stuff. It, it was it was bad. It was, I mean, granted, I don't play a lot of games online with people. It was the worst I've ever seen a network game. Yeah, but I do have an update. Terrific. I have an update to this, and I guess that's going to segue into me. But I have an update. I was watching a f- uh, fellow streamer friend stream it last night. We were playing on the PS4 on launch day, so we were like, yeah. maybe it's launch day or something right. like that. I was talking to him last night, and I was like, look, this is what happened to us. Be prepared that that might happen. But he was playing on Switch. The entire time I watched him, none of that happened. Yeah. No problems whatsoever. So <laughs> I would really like to try it again. Also, yeah. we were had we had people all over the United States playing with this. We had a guy yeah, on the West Coast. East West Coast. Yeah, West, East and West Coast, and then I'm in Middle America. So we were testing the limits. But I'm curious. I would like to try it again. I would like to try it again to see on the PS4. And if anything, worst comes to worst, we could go to PC or the Switch, apparently. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing, too, is um, my buddy Alex and also your buddy Alex were both yeah. playing on PS5s. So we yeah. thought, like, even though it doesn't really make sense that that would affect it because it is we were still... Like, cut out the variables. Yeah. 
So we all, they, they downgraded a PS4 and it was just like each one of us tried hosting and it was just all over the place. It was bad. Um, Which unfortunately, I mean, it was still entertaining. There were things that were happening that should not like jumping in the sky and landing on no lots of good clips there. Yeah. um, The, I, I clipped one part where Ramona, when Corey's buddy was playing as Ramona and just not, like going properly where we needed to. And at one point, a, uh, a public transit bus drives through the middle of the screen. Ramona's just standing in the middle. I'm like, bus, bus. And she just hit, gets hit and like gets juggled by this thing to the point that she gets knocked out. And you can pick up your buddies when they're unconscious. You have 10 seconds. But she was like knocked out. But it was hilarious because she got knocked out and just her head was appearing outside of out from underneath the bus. <laughs> So it's just if you'd oh, like to see that, jump in our Discord because we have it in there. So. That's that, yeah. that's what that picture was. I saw that in the Discord. Uh-huh. I was like, what am I looking at? Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. I know. Yeah. And oh, I wow. think we we've decided that the game uh has a Stockholm syndrome on my, me and Scotty, is what it is. It's just <laughs> like we love the game. It's the thing where you love everything about the game, but the gameplay can be a little rough, especially in the early stages. But after yeah. that it's fine. Like the aesthetics and the music and the homages to everything. Like, cause Scotty said it's a ref- like the game is referenced off the movie a little bit, but it's more referenced off the comics, if anything. So, yeah, but I will um, also say that I gave limited run, probably 300 of my dollars just for my Scott Pilgrim stuff. I, and, uh, I talked about it last week. We don't need to talk about the whole collector's edition. Cause I mentioned that whole thing last right, week. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, I gave Limited Run probably $550 this week because I bought the KO edition. Scotty was like, I'm getting the pins. I was like, I don't want him to be the only one getting the pins. So I bought the pins. I accidentally bought two hoodies. So <laughs> I forgot I had I had bought a hoodie, but then I forgot there was another hoodie in my basket when I went to go buy it when the KO edition uh, was able to be purchased. Uh, and right. then I picked up the Panzer Paladin uh, Complete Edition. Oh. I picked up the Panzer Paladin Vinyl, and I picked up the Fight and Rage, Fight and Rage uh, Switch and OST combo. So well, that's all that went on to my PayPal credit, and I have six months to pay it off. So, <laughs> and then the other vinyl, which this is where you can. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, prophetic chip tune, chip tunes, pop punk are. This Anamanaguchi did the soundtrack to Scott Pilgrim, which is actually was I, I feel like that was their big kind of when they started to blow up a little bit. Um, yeah, because that I just agree. It, that that year everybody knew about Scott Pilgrim. You either did or you didn't, and if you did, you fucking knew about Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, uh, some friends and I, um, you've met Anthony Corey. Well, you, uh, you both kind of did last year through the marathon. Yeah. Uh, oh no, he was here physically too. Anyway, he was part of my group of friends who we cosplayed as the Scott Pilgrim crew one year at PAX East as well. Um, uh, surprise. I was Scott. Uh, but, uh, Oh yeah. So <laughs> like the insanity around this thing, Anamanaguchi, uh, they're a great chip tunes band. They did the soundtrack to this game and, uh, the soundtrack was released on vinyl for only record store day. Um, and so you can't find like that edition for less than $80 now. Cause I, I, I've looked, I almost bought it a couple months ago. I was like talking to my buddy, Alex. I'm like, I don't need this. Right. He's like, no. And, and so, but then when the Scott Pilgrim KO and crazy physical editions were announced and in the KO version, you get the, the CD and the cassette of that soundtrack. Then Anamanaguchi was hinting stuff. And as you You mentioned, podcast, Corey, you said I went into conspiracy mode. I'm like, yeah, 
they're gonna redo the vinyl guys and i agreed with you too yeah they they did that uh they they're re-releasing the vinyl and it also comes with a, a seven inch that has a couple unreleased tracks um, but limited run is really cool, and everything, every all the profit from the vinyl goes straight to Anamanaguchi, yeah. which is great because long story short, everybody that's part of the Scott Pilgrim game has been getting death threats since it was delisted, basically. But no more. But probably the most is Anamanaguchi because people thought that their soundtrack was preventing the game from getting re released, and I'm like, until the opposite, actually. <laughs> Like they like continue kind of like Graham, how we tell people the first couple issues of Mega Visions are never getting a physical release. That's how often Anamanaguchi would have to say, no, we didn't. We don't even own the rights to the music that we wrote because it's a soundtrack for a video game owned by another company. So like we can't even like they could play the songs if they wanted to. They could perform the songs, I, sh- I should say, but they have no they had no way of distributing that again. So the fact that not only is this music getting out there again on a vinyl, but the fact that they are getting actual money from it is really, really cool. And just like it's it's kind of one victory after another with this game getting a physical yeah. release, honestly. It's probably so. the biggest the biggest physical release that Limited Run has probably done. Yeah, like the most yeah. most most requested, most wanted. And, and they did not. Like they have so they have the regular base edition, they have the it's classic edition, then they have I don't know what the next edition's called, but I think it's like $55. And then there's the KO edition, and then just the pence. It's just, it's they went all out, is what it did. And I'm very <laughs> you know, happy, I'm very happy with it. So I think it's uh, the first game to include a strategy guide of theirs, but don't quote me on that. Uh, they're starting to do that more. The I've been seeing other things that are coming right. out that have strategy guides now, too. Oh, okay. Um, and, and what I was going to say is like, if nobody gives a shit about Scott Pilgrim, that's fine. Totally cool. I can only equate this really to like, if PT suddenly got a physical yeah. release and like was yeah. brought back onto the store because and it really PT had a comic and a movie that went with it. <laughs> yeah. It really is one of those things you do. You don't realize how much you give a crap about it until it's gone. Um, because when Scott Pilgrim was delisted, it was also at that time that people learned, Oh, it has online multiplayer. Like it didn't launch with that. That's yeah. a whole other. Discussion. It had an update that was not advertised well. Yeah. So it's it's crazy and it's cool because it's a victory in a, in a lot of different areas. Um, and I, the last thing I'll mention about Limited Run and how cool they are is they are. Oh, I just because Corey mentioned everything, I'm getting the KO edition on PS4. My friend Sarah bought me the Switch version of Scott Pilgrim, the regular, for my birthday. I'm getting the pins. I already have that vinyl pre-ordered. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking a break from yeah. Limited Run for a little bit. Right after next week, because they just announced that they're putting out Texas Ground Zero Texas from the Sega yes. CD Ooh. and re-releasing yeah. fucking Night Trap. Again, with with some oh. kind of cassette thing, like video cassette um, thing, a Blu-ray too. movie and a CD of the soundtrack. Uh, but they're doing they're they're doing repros of Sega CD stuff essentially. Um, so they're doing those. So Graham, that might oh, even be something you're interested in. Might have to, uh, yeah, um, might check that one out actually. Yeah, yeah, we posted it on the site recently, so go check that out as well. Uh, MegavisionsMag.com. Wait, believe it or not, believe it or not, that's that's my. That's my week, and and that's, and half uh, the reason that, that, that's what we've done. So don't get mad at me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was half that of my is... week too. The only other thing <laughs> yeah. I wanted to bring up for my week was that I finally got my copy of Loop on the Third, the first in, 
which is the new CG animated Lupin the third movie. Uh, oh, you've, probably, okay. you've probably seen gifs of this or like clips of this on Twitter. Uh, and people are like, holy crap, this is amazing. I forgot I ordered this. I completely forgot that I ordered this Steelbook Blu-ray DVD combo edition. Uh, I haven't watched it yet because I've been so busy this week, but it's very nice. It came with like these personalized postcards of Ooh, each nice. character. I haven't opened them up yet. It comes with a little book that explains like what the story is and all that stuff. It basically came with a strategy guide for a movie, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, But no, it only cost me $35, and it was from G- G-Kids is who is distributing this. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of really cool stuff about this movie, and I'm excited to watch it. Uh, the CG, I was very skeptical because I'm a very big, especially for people that don't know, Loop on the Third is probably one of the longest running anime series in Japan. Like it literally has, like I think it started back in like maybe late '70s, early '80s, and they have some kind of like yearly Christmas special or something that comes out for Loop on the Third like all the time. There's tons of a lot of people that uh, in America knows about Loop on the Third because of Adult Swim because Loop on the Third was on Adult Swim growing up. And uh, I love it. I love the characters. I love uh, Zenigata, which is the police officer is probably one of my favorite characters. He's hilarious. And I'm excited to watch this. And uh, I'll be giving an update on this on the next, not this week's episode of Scrubverse, but next week's episode of Scrubverse. So, wow. And Lupin the other sleazier, clumsier James Bond. Yeah. He basically is like I love him. <laughs> like every time I see him, he just he's he's a lovable thief, is what he is. Yeah. And uh, looking at my notes here, uh, I'm not going to go too far into it because this is more of a discussion that I could talk about forever on my podcast. But I did play the Monster Hunter Rise demo. Uh, I'm very happy with it. It's very very nice. Uh, I got some clips from my stream that night. I played with a solid Yuna and my uh, another Discord user, Zombie Hunter. We played together on the Switch. Uh, if you if you have a Switch and you have any kind of interest in this game, I know Scotty's not really into like the hunting style games, so he might not really like it that I much. Gave him a shot. It's a free demo. You get each mission. It comes with two missions. Uh, there's an intermediate mission, and then there's a uh, easier mission with a you know one's a harder monster, the other one's a little bit easier. Uh, you get thirty tries on both of them, uh, but you get to play it. You got you got a layout. You can choose of all the fifteen weapons. You can choose what you want to play as, and it's really fun. Uh, it has a dog that you can ride and pet. So maybe Scotty will play it. So <laughs> <laughs> this dog, so you can ride the dog and like you know it makes you go faster and you can do stuff while you're on the dog. I don't know why they thought to do this, but if you hold the left trigger of the Wii, I'm using the Wii U Pro Controller, or I'm not the Wii U Pro Controller, the Switch Pro Controller. Uh, For some reason, you can drift around a corner, and your dog just does drifting, like initial D-style drifting, and then once you let go of the trigger, he blasts off in speed in that direction. (laughs) I don't know why they decided to put that in there, but I absolutely love it. Uh, It's fantastic. I'll uh, I'll do a cover of the song for you. Everybody super doggo drifting. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. But it's great. It's really fun. Uh, That game releases on March 26th, and I'm so ready for Uh, it. um, There's a a Twitter account called Can You Pet the Dog? And you can pet the dog in Silent Hill. You can pet the the dog in every different type of game. So they they should just do a a side account. uh, Can you drift with the dog in... (laughs) Well, they did do You Can Pet the Dog in Monster Hunter Rise. I wish they would have said, and you can also ride it and drift on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's great. No, I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for it. So that's all I got yeah, for me. Uh, Corey's, been, Corey's been with the Monster Hunter games since the good old fishhook controller days. 
Number one, I've been with Monster Hunter since Monster Hunter 1 on the PlayStation 2 with my network adapter for my PlayStation 2. What? I, for some reason, I thought the original Monster Hunter was on PSP. A lot of people think that, but it was Monster Hunter 1 was on PlayStation 2. Uh, Monster Hunter 2 never made it to America, but it was also on PlayStation 2. And then the next iteration, which was Freedom and uh, Unite and all that, those were PSP. There was a lot. Once it went to PSP, there was about three three or four games that were on the PSP. So that's probably why you remember that. But the very first one, Monster Hunter 1, was released on the PlayStation 2. Wow. Yeah, the the first time I remember it was on the PSP. And the online worked great. (laughs) And... Uh, I hated it so much. The first one on the PSP, I was just like, this is terrible. I just did. Oh, yeah. I, the PSP, you had to have a claw-like hand system to where it would work. Yeah. Out. And the we also awful the, and stuff. I yeah, we were so a- into it, though. We had the cables. Yeah, we had the cables had to, to do, connect like, PSP. Yeah. Fish hook ah, thing. You had I'm to do claws. It looked like your hand, it looked like you had carpal tunnel syndrome when you were doing it. I'm, I'm going to fucking... There you go. You're back. Yeah, and I lagged out. Um, yeah, you like cup your finger on the D-pad while using the stick, and that's the yeah. best trick. It was pretty rough, but uh, we had the cables that you could outsource the PSP to the component cables to a TV, so that's how we played Monster Hunter back then. Okay. I, I've actually just sorry, just gone think- to Wikipedia to, to see what you were talking about, so yeah. Okay. I, I kind of understand it. The original game was remade and expanded as Monster Hunter G... Mm-hmm. In Japan, but in that version was bought to North America and Europe as Monsanto Freedom for PlayStation Portable. Okay, that makes right. sense. Wow, yes. a lot. Monster Hunter's been around a lot longer than people have. I believe the first mm. one came out what early two thousands. I want to say two thousand two. Ooh, two thousand four. Apparently, two thousand four uh, was my second guess. So yeah, two thousand four. Okay. I yeah. played it. I remember playing it before I graduated high school. So I must have played it probably. I graduated high school in oh seven. So I probably picked it up around oh five is when I started playing it and I've been, I've played every iteration of it. I played the I played wow. the uh Jap- Japan only online version the PC version which is Monster Hunter Frontier and uh wow. you could only play that if you had a uh ja- if you had a I I or a you had to have a VPN back then to mask your ISP to make it look like you were in Japan to be able to play that game yeah. cuz if you weren't it would just automatically kick you out and you wouldn't be able to play the game I got in it, and then I couldn't understand anything because I don't read Japanese. So, <laughs> but no, I'm a big, wow. big monster. Good effort. But that's yeah. I I do. You do a lot of stuff when you're bored and you don't have a lot of money, so you just try to play games. But I that's feel it like for me. Other than what items do and what certain weapons abilities are that you don't need to know what you're reading in that game so much. Um, uh, yeah. menu like because in yeah. frontier there was different menu like boards you could go to like this is the gathering board and this is like this is how you party up with other people and it was it was a lot more in depth than you would think it was um oops sorry i was muted because i was trying to type yeah i don't ever i don't eh, it's probably more fun with people to, and when you know what you're doing the uh, i played freedom wars a decent amount on the vita um which we i picked nick- it up but i didn't like it we nicknamed that Fashion Wars because all of us spent more time customizing our character yeah. than we did actually playing the game. <laughs> I mean, that game felt like Monster Hunter and Attack on Titan had a baby before Attack on Titan was even a thing. Oh, wow, I forgot wow. about that game. I, I bought I bought that game, and then I introduced it to Brett, who is Smash Villain in our Discord, and he uh-huh. hates the anime Attack on Titan, but he uh-huh. loves that game. 
And he Whoa. he finished the game before. I still haven't finished that game because I just fell out of it real hard. Yeah, I fell out of it. It's a fun, weird, speedy Spider Man thing. But but I mean, going back to Monster Hunter, we made bind- translation binders. We would find websites that had had translated the items from Japan to because we played the PSP Japanese only versions too before they came out to America. We were that into Monster Hunter, and we had we had four different binders. One was a Monster Hunter a monster list, like a monster item list. One was a crafting list. One was a weapon list. One was an armor list. We had all that shit, man. So, but yeah, that's it for my week. So we'll let Graham go now. <laughs> Wow, I'm gonna try and run through my week quickly because I know we'd be doing. I'm well, sorry, I, I, I've enjoyed those. We turned into Doctor Who podcast for a bit, so that was fun. Uh, and that was <laughs> I've, I've been waiting for the long-winded Doctor Who discussion with Graham. So yeah, oh, we could have that. Could be an entire series. Like well, yes, yeah. Let's bring it back. Let's do some more later. Yeah. Um, okay. So. <laughs> My week uh, had an epic fail streaming Halo last night with Chris. Um, so anyone who actually tuned in, I know Scotty did. Uh, yeah, you saw the terrible setup at the start. I literally spent an hour trying to get it going. I was talking to Corey as well in Discord. Like, it doesn't work. Because basically, we were playing for the Xbox app on PC. And it turns out when you have like Discord running and, and slobs... Um, trying to go live on Twitch and stuff, and then try to run the Xbox app, the audio just disappears. Like, But it doesn't disappear from Twitch, so it actually still goes live on Twitch and records it. Yeah. But I couldn't hear Chris talking, I couldn't hear the game at all, and I was just like, what is going on? There, something's not right here. And it seemed to be like, when you load up the game, it's in the menu screen, you can hear all the music and I hear to Chris. And then as soon as you hit go on the game, it's like, no sound, like no sound from my PC at all. Like none of my programs were making any noise. I was like, oh my God, I was like checking my headphones, checking my sound card, like trying to change everything around. And we eventually worked out that it was the freaking Xbox app for some reason. Like it just doesn't like going out on Twitch. Sounds <laughs> about so right. Basically because, the, because Twitch though was picking up all the audio from the game and us talking via Discord, um, what I did was I ended up um, calling Chris as well at the same time on my phone, on Messenger, putting my headphones in. Thanks for the tip, Scotty. So I put my earphones in. So I had like, oh. basically I was talking oh. to him. I was talking to him privately on Messenger, but he was picking up on my microphone and he was picking up on his microphone at his <laughs> end. So, oh so Twitch, God. it started working well on Twitch. <laughs> that was, <laughs> but we spent like... Well over an hour. It's like audio it's, issues. They're the best. That's <laughs> like hundred percent guaranteed. When when audio works correctly on my stream, I'm amazed. <laughs> but I was like, we might as well just be playing on the Switch right now because you have to play via an app, like talk via an app on the Switch yeah. and stuff. Like, I, like even in the Dreamcast days, they you could talk through a game. Like, come on, guys, this could not. This yeah. should not be this hard. Um, yeah, but, it's yeah, mm. and. We we thought I, the one other solution I tried was I could, in theory, do it via using a capture device from my Xbox One, which is next to me, through through my computer, and that would work. And we sort of set that up. That's how we first initially started going out, where we thought, oh, this works. We've got all the audio working. The game's working. Perfect. Oh, and then we went I into the game. You see version of it. So we were. That's This is the problem. So I, okay. this is how we... So we tried to do the PC version at first via the Xbox app. None of the audio is working. It's like, right, I'm going to try it via my Xbox, streaming through my capture device, picking it right. all up and stuff. And we were waiting in the lobby screen. Chris, has, Chris had invited me to a game, waiting in the lobby screen. We went live on Twitch. 
and then Chris hit go, and it's like this game cannot crossplay between PC and Xbox. And, uh, and there's literally like we literally just got live, and I was like, "Why is it not working?" Chris was like, "What are you? What's going on? Why are you?" I was like, "It's just I don't know," because Chris was hosting God, it, damn. and he was like, "Why are you on the Xbox?" I was like, "Dude, I just had a twenty minute conversation with you that I was going to stream via the Xbox instead because the audio wasn't working." And he's like, "Oh, I must have missed that. Like, I forgot to save that." So, so let, me, just like, let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you: Is the only way to play that Master Chief Collection is through the Xbox app on the PC? I thought it was on P- uh, Steam as well. So it's on Steam as well. It's also on Xbox. But we, Chris and I didn't have the Steam version installed, or we don't have it downloaded. Uh, like, we've both gotcha. got Game Pass, so it's free, and I kind of don't really want to pay a game for a game I've got available on Xbox One and PC. Are you telling me you don't want to buy Halo a fourth time? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I also do own it on my Xbox Original and my Xbox 360, and uh, yeah, I don't want to right. pay for it again. And I had the old PC version as well, the old PC version back when... This is like... Yeah. Oh, God. So... I, I, can I? I'm going to forget this. Can I? Can I mention this real quick? Because I think yeah. this is where, you, like, where you're. I have a feeling you have more to the story, but I want to. I want to tap on this specific issue because it is 100 percent relatable to what I tried to do the first time I tried to use um, stream before I had a PC setup to stream things through my console. So I could. I was streaming through my PS4 because it has a pretty user friendly setup. Um, the Xbox One didn't really have as user friendly of a thing, and this is when they also still had snapping their apps, which was the dumbest thing they thought you could pull off on a console. Like, I can see that working on a system. Oh, you, I think you're muted, Graham. No, I, I was mad, I was oh, mad like snapping apps. I don't even remember uh, that big okay. thing. <laughs> so that would, what that would let you do, theoretically, what it would let you do is you could have the game running and you could snap, like, your voice chat and just switch over to that real quick or switch over to uh, another okay. game or, like, another, or the store. Um, so... I was this. This is me, which sounds almost similar to your issue. But of course, what do I want to try to stream first on my Xbox One to have fun on the Sega Addicts site that I used to be part of? I want to play Nights into Dreams. So what do I want to do? That's right. Nights in the Dreams was released in HD on the 360. So I want to play the 360 version of a Saturn game on my Xbox One, streaming through the <laughs> Xbox One to the internet because that's my world. <laughs> I went to your I Twitch channel recently. That was five years ago you tried streaming yeah. that. I could not do it. It was the worst thing in the world because <laughs> it would not, like every time, every time I would start to go, like it would come up with a friendly, like something's wrong, but we'll handle it. Like, tell me what's wrong. I hate your stupid little cute smiley face air <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. It's... But like, it was such a, it was such a elaborate issue that was such a particular problem, which sounds like kind of where yeah. yours was. Uh, yeah, and so what we're doing is next next week we're planning to do it this Friday, so we're still going to keep streaming. We're still basically we're playing the campaign on Legendary. We want to play all the Halo games, basically, oh, Lord. basically. But um, yeah, we're actually going to vi- play it both via the Xbox One to get rid of it. The problem, the reason why we didn't both play by Xbox One this time was because Chris would need to download it on his Xbox One, and it's like a two hundred gigabyte download, which takes like ten hours. <laughs> so <something> ridiculous. So it's <laughs> like. How is this old get? I know it's actually like five or six games into one, but we were just like, can we not just download the one game that we want to play? <laughs> Man, this is uh, also coming off of Battletoads when we tried to. Now, oh, admittedly, God. Battletoads was our own fault because we didn't simply check to see if it had online play. And so, and then we realized as we turned the game on and tried to all play together, it had no online play. But yours has that no excuse compared to that. That's completely out of your control as to why it wasn't working. Yeah, that so. was it. Was yeah, the audio thing was just like. I don't understand this should just work because there's no reason why the audio yeah. should work. And then it was just like, 
Microsoft doesn't want you to play cross-platform, even though they're really promoting cross-platform on different devices. Oh, fuck you guys. Uh, that's <laughs> mad. And meanwhile, and, and then you think back to like uh, Portal 2, when it came out on the PS3, you could play online with people on Steam yeah. from your PS3. <laughs> And and meanwhile, you're experiencing this problem with like like Steam is not a Sony owned company or vice versa. So it's like yeah. this is a Microsoft game. I want to play on my PC <laughs> like, with so- the Microsoft made app. So it's not even like I'm trying yeah. to play Steam version <laughs> with the Xbox. I'm playing the Microsoft app version using the Game Pass, which you- and it syncs the data syncs between the, the Xbox One and the PC version as well. So when I turn on my Xbox One, it would like go. I'm syncing now the the data I have from your PC version to this one and then vice versa i was like it's the same crap yeah when you try to play like final fantasy 7 or final (laughs) fantasy 9 on the pc if you don't have mods like i do on them you have to log into the square enix or square yeah square enix website to be able to just to launch your game and i'm like this is stupid yeah it's so bad i have i have have better mods on mine so the mod the mods that i have installed on those two games circumvents that it still pulls up a lot like a screen for you to launch the game but that's because you need to pick the things you want to pick for your mod session wow Mm. okay Uh, anyway next time hopefully it's gonna go smoother because i'm gonna make sure chris is downloading on his xbox i'll be on standby if you need anything (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) wow um but yeah, what's and, funny uh, is the audio thing I suggested to you. The pro, whenever I stream on my uh, uh, my purse, uh, not my personal channel because I stream through Megavisions, but when I'm doing my solo streams, um, I'll have my phone next to me with earbuds in, and then I'll pop an earbud in to make sure that the levels are okay. But I'll still ask the chat because every audio from uh, like recording, being in a studio with a band and doing different things with video games, audio sounds different in every way that you listen to it. So even if I'm listening to it in my earbud, I still will ask people watching it on their computers, like, cause it's not going to sound identical, oh, yeah. but that's what I was suggesting to Graham was like, pop an earbud in, have it on your phone and just talk, but like have your headset down. So you're still using your mic. And, but uh, so I, Hey, if that helped indirectly a different way, cool. But yeah. that's what I was back talking. when, uh, back when we, when I first started uh, doing podcasts, back when Chris had the vetted games podcast, uh, I was like, oh man, the audio sounds really good, but I was using headphones. And then some, yeah. one of my friends was like, man, you guys are like really loud in the car and all that stuff. So like, cause a lot of people oh. listen to their podcasts in the car when they're like traveling for work or something like that. They're like, yeah, your peaks were really bad and stuff like that. So it's sadly, you'll never get your audio stuff 100% right because yeah. it's, it's just always changing. And Windows updates can go F themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And uh, so aside from that, I'm still playing Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I spoke about last week. And I just want to say, keeping my controversy rolling, um, the more I play this main story quest of that game, the more I prefer it to Breath of the Wild. Uh, I think Breath of the Wild... Here's the thing. I've said Breath of the Wild, I don't think it's a great Zelda game, but I think it's a great game. I think Breath of the Wild is an amazing game. It's an amazing like, feat of technology and stuff, especially on the Switch. It does some really impressive stuff. But I'm just enjoying Immortals a lot more because it's, it's a bit more story-driven. Uh, yeah. And I feel like there's more to it than just beat the game or explore the world. There's actually something there in it that makes me want to keep playing it. But uh, yeah. And uh, I've got a couple of pickups this week. So I'll quickly go through those. One is called uh, Ninpen Manmaru uh, on the Sega Saturn. So I'll try to hold that closer to the camera. It is a Japanese-only game. It's a lovely little... Okay, I'm going to show the back. There's not really much on the back other than a lot of writing and some tiny screenshots. You can't probably can't really see it there. But 
It is a 3D platform puzzle game, basically. And it's That's not what I got from the cover. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a little bit like Pocky and Rocky kind of esque art. I, I thought you were so, going to tell me this is a Pen Pen Triisalon prequel or something. Oh, that would be That's amazing. because it's called Nin Pen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, he is a penguin, but he's a ninja penguin, basically. And I think it's, I think there's originally ah, an anime or a manga in Japan, which is this is based off of. So some yeah, people. Yeah, some kids or know it. like maybe a kid's uh, storybook yeah. or something like that. Oh, sure. But it's a very good, very hard. Well, not. It's basically a 3D platform where you can't actually fight in it. But there are enemies on level. The whole idea is just get from point A to point B on each level. They're lovely little 3D environments. They're actually really good visuals, especially with the Saturn, because everyone knows the Saturn wasn't the best at 3D. Um, but it looks really good, really colourful. I played it quite a little bit before, and it does get really tough. But the great thing about it is the levels, there's like lots of platforms and levels, but you can kind of tackle them whichever way you want. So you don't have to jump across all the platforms. If you can work out enough way to get from point A to point B, just do it. Because um, on one levels, I basically had to climb up lots of platforms, and then I fell off one and managed to steer in midair just about right to land on another platform, which is basically the goal. And I was like, "Oh, that was easy," um, even though you're not meant to go that way. But it's really, really enjoyable. I actually really enjoyed that. So yeah, I picked picked it up, and I really want to try and play it properly. Maybe I'll stream it one day, but I don't know, considering how terrible I am at streaming, it seems. Uh- <laughs> I will. I have a question for you, but real quick, I want to welcome people that just rated us. Um, hello. Uh, Callie, hello. Oh, nope. I'm saying it wrong. Uh, Callie, the gaming. Callie, Callie, the gaming. Welcome everybody. We are mega visions. We, uh, our primary thing that we do is a physical indie magazine that, uh, is, has a Sega emphasis, but also indie retro, some modern stuff as well. This is our weekly podcast. I'm Scotty Moe. Graham is the Brit hosting and Tornado hello. Jones and Corey is with us here as well. So welcome everybody. Uh, welcome. definitely plenty of Sega love going around. So, oh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, how did you find out about this game? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember. I think I was looking just online. Oh, I was looking online a completely different Saturn game that I wanted to buy that I'd heard of. And then I just randomly stumbled across this. And I looked at it and I was like, that looks cool. I love platform games. I love 3D platform games. I was like, I've never seen this. This looks really good. And yeah, I got, to, I got a chance to play it. Um, and... Yeah, I was like, how much did that run you? Great. It wasn't too expensive. That was the thing. I think I paid. Well, I say not too expensive. It's more expensive than it was probably back in the day. I think oh, it was about right, six, right. maybe around yeah. sixty pounds or so. Um, okay. Maybe seventy shipped from Japan, which um, I know. Gotcha. Like, yeah, but I just really wanted to play it. There's some games out there. I'm like, oh, do I want to drop 180 pounds for this game? Not sure. <laughs> sixty quid. I was like, I'll give it a shot. To be honest. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so that's good. Sounds and fun. You should. You, I would maybe consider streaming that if you can get your Saturn doing. Do you uh, I might need to get do, an upscaler if you don't have it already, sir. I do have the ability to plug my Saturn into my um, capture device, so that does work. So oh, okay. Give that a try. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Have you done that before? Have you streamed the Saturn before? I've not streamed it, but I've captured video from it, like using the oh, capture okay. device. If that makes sense. So yeah, you I've should done that. be all right. I, yeah, I ran when I first works. started streaming and tried to start streaming my Saturn stuff. I ran into an issue that was specific to the TV that I was using, not even the capture device. So that's why yeah. I, I ask. Yeah. Wow. A, okay. It was a weird, 
Long, long story short, I have a lot of cables that are basically tricking what you have to do to stream a, P, a PS3 now, essentially. But I yeah, basically yep. split the channels. Like, I literally split audio visio, audio, the AV stuff, red, white, yellow. I basically split all of that individually and then brought it back in to stream Saturn shit because different times, wow. people. Different times. So, yeah. here's the, I'll, I'll do a little input on that. So, everyone's like, oh man, like, no one ever really says like the production of what I do because I produce, you know, our I produce uh, a lot of our streams. I help people with stream issues on the Megavisions channel. I have my own streaming channel. I produce the uh, the Scrubverse uh, podcast streaming portion. I don't do so much with the. <laughs> All right, Knuckles holding that represents what uh, Corey does for us. He carries us. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, that's everyone's like, man, like you do like so much stuff. Is like, is it? It seems easy. I'm like, no, no, no. It's infuriating sometimes when things don't (laughs) work you know how long it's taken me to get a solid method of my madness going right so like i like being the production guy anytime i would do fighting game tournaments or anything like that i like the guy being the guy behind the scenes like setting stuff up and all that stuff so i really like it but it's also infuriating when things don't work so Welcome yep. to a little bit of the taste of what I have to deal with. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm not doing yeah. it full-time, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we were doing it full-time, we would have figured it out. <laughs> that's true, actually. If I was doing it full-time, maybe, maybe I'd be on <laughs> You would have. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Um, but one other thing, and this is, this is Graham's controversial opinion of the week, I guess. Um, All right, here we go. Graham's controversial opinion of the week. I picked up Batman Arkham Knight on the Xbox One. and know it's an old game. It's like five years old now, but uh, I decided to get it. This game sucks. I wait, don't wait, understand. Wait, 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 wait. Is that Rocksteady? I've lost track of their names. Yeah, I think that's the Rocksteady. Is it maybe Rocksteady? God, I can't even remember now. There is Arkham know, City, Asylum. Arkham City, Asylum, then Knight. Yeah, that's what. So it's the third one of the Asylum games okay. if you want to call it that oh yeah, yeah this okay. is the one where the bad guy is like the face guy right or something like that it's scare well right now the start two is face? scarecrow no not two uh, face. never mind i won't get into it my brother played <laughs> my brother played a shit ton of these games i never okay. did so i love that batman arkham asylum the first one brilliant love that game batman arkham city it's okay i didn't i didn't love it there was bits of that there's parts of the story in that game i really hated it's like I, I got really mad at it because it felt like they were trying to make everything a twist like they're like oh the joker's kind of dying wait maybe he's dead oh wait no actually he's not actually no he is kind of thing it kept like twist flipping and flopping in the storyline it's like every cutscene right. was a, there was a massive twist and reveal it was like yeah i'm done with that i just want to finish the game now um and i, I finished i've been finished city oh what's that what are you showing us this it's one? a nine out of ten, 10. Yeah, I don't know if you can see the ratings at all. Nine out of ten, four and a half out of five, eighty-seven. 95% of Greg. people like this game, Graham. Yeah, most people like this game. I got three missions in. I'm like, I'm I want to punch myself in the face, basically. I was like so the dialogue in the game is god awful. Like there's a conversation between Batman and Poison Ivy, and I was just like, Who who wrote this? My god. Batman's got the voice. But the actor behind it, I just don't. I don't know if he just didn't care. He just sounds so wooden, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, um, and the controls. I'm sorry. I think the controls are janky. There's one bit near the start. I was trying to do, like walk along this like. I don't. I'm not. It's this raised platform in the city, which I think the trams go along or go under or something. And there's like some cables on it. And I tried to walk around this cable, and Batman decided to jump onto the cable and then wouldn't get off. Like I couldn't get him off. 
and there's like no proper jumping in the game you can't jump like um yeah and i was just like stuck on it like for like five minutes he's like oh yeah because it's just have, like what it, are you doing <laughs> like, God, isn't it like um like the zelda games how he doesn't have a designated jump but there's like yeah he has Button. There's no designated jump button. You can like use a grappling hook to get off things. I think that's how I did it in the end. I managed to get him to aim at a building to grappling hook off it. But yeah, he was stuck stuck on this cable. But all I was doing is walking along. So he just decided, oh, I'm going to jump on this thing. And, like it's a tiny thin cable. You can't even walk up it. What are you doing? Um, and then there's a bit near the beginning with the Batmobile, and I was like, oh, cool, the Batmobile. And I was just like, I'm not enjoying this at all. Uh, so yeah. Um, and after another cutscene, I was like, I'm done. I I can't play this game. It is Kevin Conroy that plays Batman in this one. Oh, really? That's a shame because he did the animated series in Asylum. Um, Steve Bloom in it. it too. Surprise, surprise. So, yeah, in Asylum, he was great. I don't understand. He just didn't seem to have any passion for this one at all. He just seemed like, whoa, what's going on? There's a bit where Poison Ivy. Scarecrow's basically poisoning the city sort of thing, and the, and the whole city escape, like, run away, like, population, all the bad guys have taken over and killing police and stuff. And, like, Batman basically grabs Poison Ivy and, like, kept, like says, like, what's going on? Like, where's Scarecrow hiding or something? And she's like, oh, she's oh there, she's, it's sort of like, there's a bit where, how would she say? She sort of said, oh, yeah, we had a conversation. And, like, before, before, like, well, we had a meeting, there was a big meeting, and before she could say anything else, she's like, what meeting? It's like where all the bad guys came along or something. I was just sitting there going, this is really this is bad. Not good dialogue. Like, oh, I don't know. I just, oh. anyway. So you guys say, buddy, make like a tree and get out of here. Uh, <laughs> that's not how that goes. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So that is Graham's controversial opinion of the week. There we go. Hey, Graham, I might have found your review on Metacritic right here. Let me read it out loud. Uh, this is a zero, a zero out of 10. Uh, worst game ever. Uh, this is all one sentence, by the way. Worst game ever. It's poop. It's the last game of the Arkham <laughs> series. It's disturbing of how much they done goof. Please put it at 75 spot and Spider-Man at 74 for just one day, please, at least or forever. Wow. That's an Amazon <laughs> review is what that is. <laughs> you ever, if you ever feel bad about your uh, life, oh, just start yeah. going through some Amazon reviews. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially around when Mad Max came out and people uh, start reviewing um, silver dessert icing. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Asylum was what? Yeah, it's Asylum City, apparently Lockdown, and then Origins and Night. Uh, Asylum was great, and that one I played oh, through in two cities. Uh, I, I that loved, caught me off guard. Uh, Asylum was a I masterpiece, was I think. That's such a good game. Uh, so good and yeah. that's why this has been so disappointing for me i don't know just but a city was playable i got through that i didn't love it but i you know it had fun bits to it but yeah um this one i, I, just I played a little bit of asylum and I, those games just never really piqued my interest that's fair enough yeah i can, I can understand yeah. that just uh yeah this graham is... i'm not gonna say like your opinion's dog shit and like you should never think that like that's not how i'm gonna be <laughs> Ten years ago, I would have, but now I'm just like I'm old. I'm tired, and I don't care. So, oh. yeah. as Jeff Gersman would say, "Fuck all video games forever." So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, video games suck. Asylum so is terrible. great, except for the last boss, most anticlimactic thing in a game I've experienced in some time. But that's neither here nor there. Which was it's that when the I played Doom Eternal. So. Was, did the Joker get uh, really big or something? Yeah, is the that... Joker. The Joker gets roided out. Yes. Oh, yeah. he gets basically baned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Bad. that 
that particularly annoyed me because his voice didn't change because he always had that sort of kind of slightly high jokery voice throughout the whole yeah, the game. Mark Hamill voice. And then when he got really big, he kept the same voice. It's like, surely his voice should get deep. I don't know why. That just really annoyed me. The roids didn't affect his voice <laughs> vo- vocal cords, so... <laughs> like, like, I felt oh. like he should be like, Batman, But instead he's like, <laughs> I'm still the Joker. <laughs> I mean, it could be also that the roids just shrank his testicles like they do, but hey. Oh, his yeah, voice could have got higher. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I, they should... It just I lost disbelief. Anyway. Right, anyway. anyway, right, right, screw it. That is our week, everybody. <laughs> God, that's the Sorry. longest intro we've had. That's the podcast. <laughs> we could probably stop yeah. now. <laughs> that's a whole show right there. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, I got a weird real bad. Oh, you got uh, okay. So we can we, we take have a quick break? Work, like two minute break with Columbia real hard. We will take a very quick break, everybody. Quick bathroom break. We'll be right back. So stay tuned. Um, we're back in a moment. Here it is, we ask a stuff and we answer it, hooray! Okay, we are back with Scotty Moe's Mail Sack of Wonder. Hey, guess you didn't scroll down to where it is, but that's right, it's time for the Mail Sack! <laughs> no, it got out. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Alright, I, oh, I turned RTX off, let's see if the, it's time for the Mail Sack! There you go. That's better. That worked. Yeah, much better. I just had to, yeah. I've also just had to do the glitchy thing where it refreshes the chat. So hopefully it'll appear in the stream again. Uh, I'll just drop it. Oh yeah, someone type it something. Check. Yeah, it's popping. Uh, up. Excellent. So Perfect. Cool. We've got so we take questions from Twitter and Discord and wherever else we feel like asking. Uh, Twitter, nothing. Discord, Mister Haru. Uh, are we reading his response first and then going into the questions? Because that's how you've got it listed here. Is that? Yeah, I, I thought we'd just bring that that, that bit of feedback sense. in yeah. to part of the questions rather than having a feedback section separately. I think just keep it going. Word. Mister Haru says this is in response to Graham about Red Dead Redemption Two, a fantastic video that may better help you put into words why it doesn't work for you. Chef's kiss. Uh, the guide dives into not just the missions and submissions, but how Rockstar has ventured much farther away from their open world design. Because you said you like the older GT- games of GTA. Bam, this video goes over that too. And then he gives a link there. I did not watch it. So tell us about, I, uh, well, uh, back at more Graham's controversial yeah, opinion. So, <laughs> like I had a, another random controversial opinion last week where I said I didn't enjoy Red Dead Redemption 2, even though everyone else in the world seems to love it. Uh, I just couldn't get You're not alone. It. So it just, yeah. I found it boring. And Mr. Haru, you actually watched this video today. Um, so this guy, uh, Nakey Jakey, um, he did a video called Rockstar's Game Design is Outdated. And it's about a 40 minute video. So it's quite a long watch, but I thought wow. it was really good. It's actually really engrossing and like the stuff he sort of went on to talk about. And um, so he part of the part of the th- I won't go into the full thing, but part of the thing he built sort of boiled it down to was how. Um, oh, so yeah, uh, Tornado Jones has just popped that video link in the chat if you want to check it out yourselves. Um, his part he boiled it down to when Rockstar first started making open world games, like with GTA 3, for example, first 3D open world game they actually made. The the missions in the the mission structure in those games was you have to do this this but like for example this is the mission this person has to die it and with that it didn't really matter how you killed that person or the the route you took to kill that person as long as they died you successfully completed the mission if you died or you someone you pretend to protect died or something then you'd fail the mission with the more modern um, Rockstar games such as Red Dead Redemption Two um, GTA Five and stuff. 
if you don't do specifically what Rockstar tells you to do to do a mission, you fail it. So for example, he gave he gave like a couple of, it's of some really good open examples. world quote yeah. unquote. So he was sort of saying how with outside of the missions in Red Dead Redemption Two, especially, it's an open world. You kind of go and do what you want. There's like um really realistic things like you know skinning animals and hunting and all all this nonsense. And then there's almost like uh, reality breaking moments where Rockstar tells you to do stuff in a certain order to do a mission. So like a lot of missions will be you have to go to this place to meet a person and then go go along this route to go somewhere else and then something will happen on the way to that route and then you've got to try and escape and kill people and then get to the the end point. Um, right. Or a couple of missions might be you have to try and follow someone and in like the old GTA game, like you might be able to like old GTA games, you might be able to like just go and find roughly where they'll be or whatever and like get there any way you want to but in like red dead redemption 2 he specifically showed a stealth like not exactly a stealth mission but a mission where you have to spy on someone and you have to go a set route to spy on them and he tried to be sneaky and like climb over a building and stuff like climb on the roof and like literally be watching them and then suddenly you'd be like um oh you've been caught or you've somehow something happened and and now the mission it's like failed. an elder scroll game it's like who caught me like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, of uh, dishonored, the first dishonored. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and and like it's also saying how like they, they try to be really realistic and stuff. Yet, in for example, in Grand Theft Auto Five, you could be in the middle of the desert, kill someone, no one's around, and suddenly the police are everywhere. And same in like Red Redemption <laughs> Two, he's saying how he was robbing a chain, uh, a train in one area of like the the world map, and suddenly his bounty went up in a completely different area and it's all said wanted and it said like your name and stuff. He's like, whoever that police officer is or sheriff is in that part of the country, needs you know, the promotion basically, because the biggest <laughs> sheriff there is God. That's who it is. <laughs> God is watching. Um, right. it's, it's really fascinating. What he, it's loads more to the video. It's actually quite interesting. And like, he breaks it all down. It's actually like before whether Rockstar really, realize they were doing this or not you can see the difference in how the old gta games worked and the old 3d open world games work compared to the modern ones um and that kind of boiled it down to why i didn't enjoy red red dead redemption 2 in that i just found it kind of boring because i think it was i was doing the monotonous things of oh i have to go this way to get to the mission and do this thing in the mission and stuff whereas the old games i'd like just be like oh i've got to go over here and do something and yeah so I think yeah. we're kind of a special breed. I know me and Scotty specifically. I don't know too much about Graham to talk to say and say it about him. But I am very I'm not the guy to be like, I have to play everything that comes out. I have to right. play it, oh. which is yeah. terrible because I'm in video game journalism. So <laughs> <laughs> but I am very specific with the things I want to play. I really like the indie scene. There's I mean, we I have played more indie games in the last three years than I've even touched AAA games. Like, that's just how it is. Right. I'm already super yeah. excited for an indie game coming out at the end of this month. Uh, it's called Cyber, Sh- Cyber Shadow. So I'm super excited for that one. But you're not the only one that's like, I I will argue with you, and I'm not going to do it right now with the Breath of the Wild thing, but this Red <laughs> Dead Redemption thing, I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Red, I understood the hype around Red Dead, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2. But never wanted to play it. Mm. I'm just not that. I, I'd rather play Gun on the PlayStation Two and all those other other like <laughs> Gun is a stupid ass game, but at least it knows what it is. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's way better cowboy games out there. Um, like for example, my my favorite one is Dead Man's Hand on the Xbox. Um, I think it was the original yeah. Xbox. 
Great guy. Also, Cowboys have never like I've never I'm a space guy and medieval guy. I've never oh, really been like yeah, that's fair. I, I love medieval, I love space, but I also love cowboys, even though I'm English and maybe that's the fascination. I'm English and cowboys were like not a thing over here, basically. So, I'm so close yeah. to it because I live so close real? to Texas that I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have guns, we don't have guns. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. They're everywhere. So <laughs> Yeah, we we like if someone's got a gun over here, it's like, oh my god, they've got a gun. Whereas, yes, here, I, if you don't I, have I'm a gun, now like, stereotyping the whole of America, obviously. Just, it's fine. Yeah. We deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's fine. Yeah. We live on burgers and ammunition. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, Freedom runs through these. These colors uh, don't run, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, d- did you want to pick up some of that, this chat that's, that's going uh, off about Red Dead or. Uh, we'll, we'll address it. We can address it as we're okay. going into it and all that Fair stuff. Enough. So I was going to mention that um, I work in a GameStop. I was always aware of the games out and coming out and everything, but and and so because I had to be and like tell people about them, so I knew about shit. But really, though, you ask any of the regulars, it it. it I was never the guy playing the AAA stuff, and maybe GameStop was part of the reason that I wasn't because I was tired of telling people that it's what they needed to survive. Because I was, I like me and my buddy, I've mentioned my friend Sarah before. Uh, she and I basically kept the Vita section alive in our store. That's that's where our priorities were. Oh, wow. Like, we were the we got any Vita You're stock. like, Vita, you should have married her. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. But it, it was just like Call of Duty. I was so tired of hearing a GTA 5 before it was even out. It, like, that's the that, problem. That's, GTA 5 is a good though. game. I've seen so much. I mean, it's still. People are still playing it to this day. It just never like I had tons of people that are like, "You gonna jump on this with us?" I'm like, "Eh, it's okay. Yeah, it's not my thing. I never bought it." I was like, so "You guys want to play Monster Hunter?" They're like, "No." And I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah, yeah. GTA Five I could never get into either. That was uh, Caesar does say. Ever. Yeah, Caesar does say I enjoy spaghetti, or the they call them the spaghetti westerns, the Italian mm. westerns and stuff like that. I like that stuff. I mean, even with movies, I can think there's like three western movies that i like uh i mean that's about it i like the magnificent seven i like the old one and the new one i like uh Mm. what is it quigley down under that's a western but it's in australia and then uh there's a couple john wayne movies that are okay there's horribly racist things that they said back then that do not hold up to today i'll tell you that right now but (laughs) i'm just never Uh, like western's not my thing we um we watched something recently about Big Trouble in Little China, and uh, Kurt Russell's character Jack Trenton is basically him doing a John Wayne impression for two yeah. hours. <laughs> His first movie where he wasn't doing an impression was The Thing. Yeah, because right. Big Little Trouble in Little China was his John Wayne impression, and then uh, Escape from New York was his uh, Clint Eastwood impression. <laughs> it actually so. comes out. Now you've said that totally. Yeah, yeah. I Makes sense. I watch a yeah. lot of red letter media. Okay, so <laughs> uh, okay. all right. What's our next question? What else we got? Okay, yes, that's um, Mr. Haru also asks, or this is where we get to the questions. Mr. Haru asks, "What is your favorite subgenre of a game you enjoy the most? Example: kart racing or Vania, as in Castlevania, platformer, etc." Hmm. I, I, I I'm ready to go if whenever. If That's fine because I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, for anyone that knows me, uh, obviously you guys know me, but for listeners that don't know me or people that are watching this Twitch uh, stream, I am very platformer. You make me a good platformer with some good pixel art and some good music, and you got me. I really like platformers. Um, I really like beat em ups, a good beat em up. I've played a lot of bad beat em ups. 
but a good beat em up I will have a tons of fun with. And I really do like kart racers. I like good kart racers. I'm not going to be playing no Garfield kart racing game. That, those are ass or the Barbie or the, what is it? The monster <laughs> high ones. There's a lot of, let's just say the Wii had a lot of bloatware on it. That's, that's what it had. What? Uh, but, but like uh, the crash kart racing game, there's a lot of mechanics to that, that I still don't understand, but it's still good. Diddy Kong racing, uh, Sonic mm-hmm. transformed. I would say that's a kart racer, even though it's more like cars, yeah. but it's a kart racer. Of course, Mario Kart. Uh, I mean, there's, there's so many good ones out there. There's just a fun time to sit down and, those are my fighting games. I'll talk shit in those games because I can understand cart games. But I and I, I love fighting games, but I can't play fighting games. I'm just not good at it. I I have not been able to invest the time. But I don't know if you guys have ever gone to a fighting game tournament. But if you go to a fighting game tournament, it's some of the most. Even if you don't know how to play the game, uh, Anti Chris and my, myself have talked about this a lot. And there's terms for it. I think we've gone to it. There's like Jimmy's and Johnny's and stuff like that. I'm the guy that will hype people up. I'll hype them up. If you need something like I'm the, I, it's the same with production. I want to be that guy that gives the person that has the capability to win or to become like a, just an amazing player. I want to give them that stuff and be like, here's everything now go. So they're fun as hell, but Corey's anyway, their agent. That, that's, <laughs> Basically, I'm kind of like a manager, but I hate be. I would hate to be called that. Like even in the kitchen, because people that don't know, I am also a culinarian. Uh, I'm in school right now, trying to get a you know culinary degree. But they're like, "All right, you're you're the boss of the kitchen today." I was like, "Ah, ah, ah we ain't using that word. I am a leader. I will lead this crew today." But I don't like being called the boss. That's just like a personal thing. Nice. So. Um. You act as if uh, I have not hosted a little thing called Pole Caliber before, sir. <laughs> Don't break my heart about that. last year, okay? I know about All tournaments. Right. All right? That's true. Um, Best playing yeah, tournament ever. They're no joke. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so ready for the vaccines to get administered everywhere because that, when we come back, I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if too many games will be like normal this year or not. It really depends. Uh, and there's some controversy going around with MAGFest right now. Been hearing some positive things coming back about it. But do you understand the comeback that is going to be so hard for like everybody just being like, let's go to a convention. Like the first convention, like the first big one is going to be humongous is what it's going to be. And yep, I'm, I'm happy about it. Like, I just want to see my friends again. I just want to like, this is great. Being able to, like, if we didn't have the internet, I'd probably shot my brains out a long time ago. But, (laughs) like, let's just be honest about it. But this only goes so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I guess yours would be kart racing. He, he said subgenre. You were kind of, you were listing, I don't, I don't think platforming is a subgenre. Platforming. Oh, okay. I guess Um, kart racing would be because it's part of racing. Kart racing is uh, Vania platforms. Like there, there are platformers, but then there are Castlevania or there are Metroid Vania. I like. I mean, if you look at, it, I like Banjo Kazooie. I like. I like collectathons a little bit to a point. I don't okay. like Donkey Kong sixty four level of collectathons. That's a but bad I, example of a platformer and a collectathon. <laughs> but that's the thing is they both it does hit both of those and it's a bad representation of it. Mm-hmm. But you look on the other side of it, you have Banjo Kazooie, which I feel has a just enough collecting and good platforming in it yeah so i like those um i don't graham do you have one because i could maybe talk about one if you don't uh 
I'm tossing between two. You can go first. You can go first, sir. So I do enjoy car racers, but I'm not a giant fan like Corey is. Um, I, I do enjoy rhythm games for obvious reasons. I'm a drummer, um, but I suck at rock band and stuff, but that's because my, my muscle memory plays the real parts to the songs. And that's not what that, those games want you to do. A lot Um, of musicians that I've known are like, I can't play these games because they're doing it wrong. (laughs) You know, they're doing what they can. God bless those games because they got people into real instruments, some people, you know, and stuff. And, and, but what like, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's not the same, but yeah, Yeah. but, um, I, um, enjoy the rhythm games that are not supposed to be the main games. Like, um, for anyone in the chat, maybe they've seen me do that tempo stream for the 32 X game tempo. There's a pizza eating mini game that I've talked about and I will forever, but there's no visual. You You all have, you have to listen to the music and stuff. Um, but stuff like that, that's, that that's a subgenre, or at least it was at one point a rhythm mini game. Um, it's so like, like WarioWare games too. Yeah, so like those ones are crazy, batshit insane. Um, and uh, shit, there was an I forget now. I had another one and I can't remember it now. Uh, oh, um, sometimes, but I won't spend too much time on them. But I do like the things where you can kind of like the artificial life, like uh, the Chow in in Sonic Adventure. I like the Nightopians in Knights. Um, there's like not really a little bit or Neo. Yeah. Pokemon is too much for me where yeah. it's, that's the whole game. But like, if it's a side thing and you have like these little pets and stuff, cause I've kind of always had dogs growing up and different pets and things. So I th- I do like the little kind of take care of something within a game sometime within reason. If it's, if it, it has to have been done well, like the thing, um, in college, uh, one year, um, kind of kind of the year where we were like fed up with college and not sure if we were going to continue or what um my buddy um one of my roommates and i we got fucking hooked on raising chow and sonic adventure 2 for some reason like the <laughs> collecting those dumb power rods because there there's a lot I'm more to do class that. Today. <laughs> yeah uh i did not do that but he sure did one day um <laughs> and did that with wow i did that with world of warcraft <laughs> yeah well with the um because it's I, it got because it's not even oh hell yeah caesar found the the clip <laughs> I, you, you have never responded <laughs> to something in the chat so fast in your life yeah. thank you caesar <laughs> um no because it's part of the it's part of the delisting thing there's got to be a mindset around that because i i did not knuckles just fell off my shelf scared the shit out of me um <laughs> i did not save that stream so the whole full stream of me starting playing and beating tempo is gone but oh. the mini game was clipped, thankfully. So that's why I'm so obsessed with it too, because I can't have it again like that. You gotta start anyway. backing up your streams. <laughs> yeah, well, that was before I had my external hard drive. Um, that's true. So that's true. the the Chow thing, though, there's a lot more to do in the in the second one than there was in the first one. But I was obsessed, and that was probably comes from the Tamagotchi bullshit that happened in the '90s. They oh, had that wow. for the first Sonic Adventure. You could do on the VMU a Chow Adventure, which was which is really cool, <laughs> and also partially cool because it's like. As a child, this being the first console I bought, I could afford one game and a memory card. So I technically have two games because of Chow Adventure on my VMU. And uh, and, a lot, and when I was hanging out with my buddy Ben at the time, his mom always made us go outside and play. So we would just go far enough away and just play the Chow yeah. Adventure. I mean, on our you VMU. even got that. Uh, one of the Pokemon remakes actually brought in the Pokewalker. So you can move one of your Pokemon from the game onto that Pokewalker and take care yeah. of them. Even though, which was goofy because... Pokemon was on a handheld system anyway. So like why would I need a Pokewalker? But that thing's stupid expensive now. So didn't didn't make sense. Um but in, in Sonic Adventure 2, kind of to defend the Chow Garden, there was a lot more to do in that one. 
Um, they still had the Chow adventure, but in the game, in the Sonic Adventure game, it was really, I think what it was for him more than me was it was it was watching stats improve because <clears throat> in the second game, you could actually see the ticker go up and like their levels go up for like speed, strength, fly, agility or whatever for the races. And there were karate battles and there was something else in the Chow game. I don't remember. There were three mini games. Karate racing. The other one. Wasn't um, it just like a beauty pageant or something? Or like some kind of like skill pageant? Maybe? Uh, but the, know what I'm getting to is like, it was this full world in this game that was a mini game. And he he was hooked on that, like getting the power rods and the animals to feed them to the chow and watch their levels go up. And like, not he didn't even care about the emblems that you could get for the overall emblem collection <laughs> and all that bullshit. He, he was on that way more than I was, um, but I do enjoy stuff like that because it's also a break from the main game, especially when you've been trying to get through a level and you just can't fucking destroy this boss or something. You go chill yep. out in the chow, chow garden and do whatever for a little bit. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I guess the a life stuff and the uh, and and rhythm games before they were a genre. Hmm. All so- right, Graham, you're up. So for me, I think, I, th- I guess this is, a, I assume this is a sub-genre of platformers is 3D platformers. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I think that's probably one of my top picks really. Um, but I'm very picky about my 3D platformers. There's actually, I'm thinking about it, there's actually only a handful out of all the world of 3D platformers that I genuinely love. I still think Mario 64 is probably my favorite. I love Banjo-Kazooie as well. It's still um, really solid. Yeah, I I think those games are just so. We good. just so, recently did a race of it, and it's still pretty solid. <laughs> which which one, Mar- Mario or uh, Mario sixty four? Me, uh, Anti Chris, and myself a couple months ago did a race of it, and it still holds up pretty. Well. We yeah. were playing on OG, like we weren't playing any of the ports or the new okay. Switch. I've heard the new Switch one's really rough. I haven't played it yet, but we were playing on N sixty four, and the N sixty four still holds mm-hmm. up to me. I, I don't think the Switch version's rough. It, they just didn't add anything to it from what I can... I think like. what it was is it wasn't Super Mario 64 that was so rough. It was might have been the Galaxy and Sunshine where they like did a lot of different stuff to it. I don't know. I think Haru had gone into it, and Anti-Chris had talked about it too. So Okay. I, I, I re, Replaying... I, th- well, I spoke about this on the podcast many episodes ago but yeah replaying galaxy i just wasn't enjoying on the switch and i don't know why i just think oh, mm. i'm bored i find i found it boring but 64 oh and sunshine though for some reason i enjoyed sunshine more than the gamecube version but mario 64 was as i remembered it basically just slightly sharper visuals and i just love that but um it is disappointing they didn't really add anything to it whereas like the ds version they did add four player modes and all this other jazz yeah, which yeah. was kind of fun but yeah, just the Nintendo's thing. pretty popular with their cash grabs. That's what that was. Yeah, basically. Yeah, they just it was that was all it was. But I just really enjoyed but we it. bought it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I also still re- I actually still really love Sonic Adventure. I think for the storyline, especially um, and the characters and stuff. But then outside of that, there's actually only a handful of platform games I really enjoy. But yeah, I guess that's what. And maybe I don't know if this is also a genre, but open world rpgs so um i do like some rpgs yeah, but i don't like all of them um i can't really get into turn-based ones ones that are super 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 long like final fantasy i kind of almost switch off on i can't i can't really get into them that much it's because we've gotten older 
Yeah, I think I can, that's it. I've, I think, I I've been have... having the internal the internal struggle the last few because I was like, I'm going to stream Final Fantasy VII, and then I did two streams of it. And I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> like, I just don't. And and I mean, I'm I'm going to try it again with Final Fantasy IX because Final Fantasy IX is my favorite. But it's just like back when we were younger, we had what homework to worry about, maybe sports if we were active that way. And then yeah. other than that, I'm like, oh, it's the weekend. I'm not doing shit. I'm yeah, going to be I'm, playing this game all weekend. Exactly. So yeah. I can't do that now. I got a mortgage and like yeah, bills I, and anxiety. So like, <laughs> yeah, put it, put it think, 200 uh, hours I, into a game is going to take five years or something right now for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was, uh, I was saying this to my, um, I was saying this to Rachel recently. Cause I, <clears throat> I recently played through resident evil Two, the OG and I'm doing remake right now. But, um, I bought like resident evil two is the first game I bought that I needed an adult with me. Uh, cause at the time I was not, I didn't have an ID anyway. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but fact, uh, what I'm getting to though, is like speaking of like, we had time to do it. I think like, and, and, and my, um, uh, my parents were, were separated. So I would basically go to my dad's every other weekend, but I would bring a console with me and just set it up in his basement and plant my butt in the recliner down there. That was definitely a recliner that probably should have been thrown away before moving to that place. But it was my gaming you chair. You brought your own babysitter but, with you is what it was. Yeah, basically was. But, but it was like, he would, he would of course come downstairs and like check on me, but they never had a problem with how many hours I put into video games. But I think that's because they knew what other horrible things I could be doing, spending my time doing as a kid. So I, I have a feeling like all that time spent playing video games. They were like, could be worse. So I got told I was, I grew up overweight, like, obviously but uh i got told a couple times especially during the summer we like hey go outside like you need to yeah. and i now that i'm older i'm like my parents should have done that a lot more because i was not <laughs> i was not sports active i didn't play football i didn't play baseball i didn't play soccer i didn't play any of that stuff i didn't play anything my biggest thing at school was i took four years of art and i was a i was a, had a high gpa that was it other than that i was a fat ass that played video games all the time <laughs> that's all i did yeah. mm-hmm. so <laughs> i don't know also, too, nowadays, I'm like, oh, I put like if I were to sit down and put 200 hours into an RPG, I, the whole time I'm doing it, I'm like, I could be in my brain. I still and I understand that any time. What's the phrase? Any time spent doing something you love is not wasted time. But in my head, I'm like, I just spent 200 hours on that when I could have been doing so much more productive things. Yeah, so it's I, like an internal struggle that I have with myself. Yeah. Right. And I think this is the thing, like open world RPGs, like for example, Skyrim, I've put probably, I've put way more than 200 hours into Skyrim and like Oblivion and Morrowind and yeah. stuff. But oh, Morrowind. <laughs> if, if like for those games, like if I really want to just do the storyline, for example, I know I can beat it in like just a few hours, re- mm-hmm. really, like, you know, but there, there's so much more to the game I can go and explore, but it's almost like it's one of those games that I can invest time in you know, periodically, like I can jump in yeah. and be like, oh, I'm now, I know I'm going to do these missions for the Thieves Guild, for example. Right. I'm going to go explore that thing over there because I've never gone that to that part of the map. Whereas I feel with like some of these other RPGs, which are like really, really long, really good storylines and stuff. If I don't... It's the struggle I have with Yakuza. Right, okay, yeah. Like, I, I just feel like if I don't stick to it, I will forget what I'm doing. And I'll go back to it, like, what am I doing? What's going on now? Wow. Because they're really yeah. story-driven and they're really good. But yeah, if I'm if I stop playing for like a few weeks and come back to it, like I got to start over now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what I've just done. I don't know what's going on in this game anymore. Screw I haven't it. played Yakuza <laughs> zero in months. If I were to go back, I'd be like, where the hell did I leave off? So guys, I just had a real, I just had an epiphany, epiph- epiphany, Uh-oh. epiphany. 
Um, I have bought every Yakuza game. Like, I have zero through... Zero through six. six. I have zero through six in Dead Souls. And I played a couple of them for a couple hours and cannot get into them. I yeah. think I maybe bought those ga- I bought those games now, I realize, for two reasons. One, Sega, support them. Two, yeah. I was so tired of hearing about the new 3D GTAs that I would buy Yakuza <laughs> because it was GTA's competition. <laughs> yeah. Yakuza, that's the thing. The whole franchise, every one of those games is good, but yeah. I can't, I can't get, like, I, the storylines are great, but I just can't do it. I yeah. can't touch this game. I've used the tumblers that it came with more than I thought. Oh, nice. Wow. For audio listeners, oh, that's nice. Yakuza Zix, the Song of Life edition that has the the tumbler, like the glasses and all that stuff in the Damn. part book and all that stuff with it. And are those whiskey, whiskey rocks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah. That's nice, that's, though. Now that we're older, we feel like we... So it's that internal struggle of... It's like a the, the rock, paper, scissors thing where it's like you have time... It's time, money, and... Uh, what is it? Time, money, and there's a third one. But it's always like you'll never have all three. If you have time and you have money, then you'll never have. Uh, you'll never play video games. Or if you like, you have all the time that you need, and you want all these video games, but you like, it's it's weird. Like you'll yeah. you'll never have all three of them. Yeah, I'm so. basically I'm at, I'm at a stage in my life where I can actually afford to buy all these games, and yeah, no time really to do it or anything. Like that. Oh man, yeah, it's it's not yeah, time, uh, money, quality, time, money, quality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Callie, the gaming. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of Calif gaming, maybe. Oh, sorry. I can't. I'm <laughs> a little further from my screen. You're good. <laughs> I, I kind of already hit a roadblock with the Resident Evil 2 remake because of that. Like, I just played through RE2 original and flew through it playing Claire's story. But I am, like, I was playing the remake last night, and I'm just like, I don't fucking know what to do. I don't even feel like doing these puzzles. This game is moving too slow for me. And it's oh, wow. not, I'm, it's losing me real fast. I never basically. played the OG. So when I played the remake, I was like, this is my first time ever playing it. It's, it's I did play it. I played the, I played the N64 version like for a little bit, but I could, I was like, I can't play this game. <laughs> so yeah, I, I played. Gotta, I, I ended up, oh, oh, go sorry. ahead, Graham. Oh, I was just going to say, I played the Claire. Yeah, it is Claire. Yeah, the, the Claire, the Claire version on the OG. And I started playing the Leon version on the remake. And as, as you know, Scotty, I kind of, when I got to like the Mr. X tyrant guy, guy following me around, I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to play this game anymore. Cause uh, this is not. Oh no, what that I was wanted. opposite for me. Like I, 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 I like my, stri- I like thinking strategically. And as going, oh, I need to go over here. I need to go over here. But when he was yeah. chasing me through the fucking rooms, I'm like, but I now you have a new like, pressure oh. variable. Yeah. That I didn't like want something that. you I don't did, like. I didn't enjoy yeah. that part of the game. So I'm like, yeah, this is not what I wanted. To I loved it. Cause it terrified me. <laughs> I just encountered a liquor for the first time. And I ended up looking up how to do, I was getting annoyed because I was literally trying every combination with those medallion puzzles with the three, yeah pictures you have to match up and oh, i was like i'm doing what this fucking manual said as so i'm like i'm looking it up i don't care because there's i may have missed a sheet somewhere so i started looking those up because i'm i'm i don't know it might have been cause it later at night and i was just getting and i wanted yeah. to actually what's ridiculous i was like i said yesterday to rachel i'm like you know for my birthday since it was thursday we didn't really do that much for saturday let's have we got some ramen i was like i kind of want to just play a game i think i'll just sit down with re2 more and i sat down with re2 more i'm like Nah, I'm not in the mindset for this. So I turned on the <laughs> fucking Genesis Classic, the mini classic, and played a couple games. What did I end up ending the night with? I played through Sonic 2. 
<laughs> well, when I was pl- when I streamed my Leon run of RE2 remake, oh, I uh, yeah, you're back, you're back now. Okay, playing the remake. Uh, but I was playing the remake, and I was legitimately getting scared. Like with the Hall of the Liquors, I was just like, I have to move slow so they don't know I'm here. Like I was legitimately terrified of that game. That's why the game took me like double the amount of time it should have taken me because I was so scared. Because as Scotty knows, I hate scary games and I'm terrible at them. So, but I also need to go through with the Claire so I can get the true ending because I I still don't know what the true ending is. I'm very good at like for Persona Four. I didn't know the ending of Persona Four for like seven years after it came out. Wow. Like I stayed away from spoilers that long, but well, I think anyway. I've also, I'm resident evil to remake is grow is, is graining on me because maybe I shouldn't have played them back to back, but I wanted to have a refresher, but yeah. I feel like the remake is too dark, like not dark to the point of being creepy, but dark to the point of being annoying that I can't see where I should be going. And oh, I'm like, no, you just gotta jack that brightness up, baby. <laughs> I guess so. I've done that before. I like that's how I played Bioshock and stuff. So I might have to do that because I was like legitimately annoyed that I couldn't find a door on the map yeah. that I just run past somehow. Yeah, so, yeah. but it is what it is. I- I'll figure it out. And yeah. it's old man Scotty, probably. I know I gotta finish. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I- I, I learned say, that long ago on my TV. Ahead. I just have to have the brightness up on most games because the set, like most, my TV just it makes things too dark. I can't see them, so I'm like brightness. It's the yeah. same, yeah. I did anyway, that So yeah, I have noticed that he's not here, but Mister Powell himself put in a question. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, do we not want to read uh, Mister Haru calling us out real quick and transformed? I was going to go over the, I was, I was thinking about maybe when we were talking about what's coming up on the next, on like the streams coming up, because I was going to address that then. Okay. 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 Yeah, we'll hold off. We'll hold off. Um, yeah. Mr. Baron Von Powell asks, what are some other license games that we've lost due to expiring, expiring licensing deals that you think would make the most sense for a publisher to re-release today? Please let us know why you think it'd be successfully successful commercially so he's he's uh going back to scott pilgrim um mm-hmm. how that was re-released uh and mm-hmm. um i can start this off by saying uh either afterburner or outrun God damn uh, <laughs> very good sorry <laughs> uh, fucking, come on graham what a shock the the for the sega emphasized website and podcasts i've named two sega games right away and <laughs> how, and i steal yours but come on now i've got one but, the, the, to, to give quick background on those outrun, they had a uh, Ferrari licensed in that. And then, uh, or wait, was it Lamborghini or Ferrari? Ferrari, Ferrari the horse. Ferrari, yeah. Um, and Afterburner had an actual like F-17 Tomcat or something. I yeah, forget. I, I can't remember what it is. Yeah, it had plane. a licensed plane and one of them had a licensed car. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Air Force, he knows planes. He would know, right? Um, yeah. I I think I think we can all uh, another one I'll say and I won't uh, I guess this one I'll go uh, those I think would be relevant and cool because of nostalgia um but also so many of the Sega Ages things are getting have been done where they just port them and add little things to them but these are the remakes I'm talking about like uh Afterburner Climax and Outrun I forget what it was it 2 Kusanagi Outrun Outrun 2 was a completely new game, basically. Um, But yeah. The one that I think would definitely be commercially successful is if Microsoft and Rare struck a deal and just put out Goldeneye again. I mean, Mm. come on. 
I've been seeing I, rumors of Nintendo trying to work with Rare to get some kind uh, of Rare collection out, uh, which would mean you'd get Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, you'd get Perfect Dark, you'd get gold, 007 GoldenEye, you'd get uh, a good amount of them, but I can tell you right now, that shit ain't ever going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. There's been a GoldenEye uh, fan-made remake in the works for a while, um, which is looking pretty good, uh, and that's probably going to have to be the way to go. Um, but the... Uh, the uh, well. There, there's those two companies, but then there's also the licensing licensing of the James Bond franchise that mm, would be yeah. probably held to acquire it, make relevant. That's the sticky thing because of like EA. Does EA still on the rights? So I don't know if that's been lost to someone else. Oh, actually, boy, I don't know. When was a James Bond know. game last out? I think the last game, James Bond game was Bloodstone, if I'm not mistaken, which was is based off a movie that never happened with uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, I've got a thing. There's oh, no. another James Bond game coming out soon, but I think it's not EA who's making it anymore. I think it's another. Oh, game. that's right. Uh, it's being done by the guys who make Hitman. Uh, oh, I, oh, I, that I, would be interesting. I I, uh, is it IDOS? I know there's an I, I in there. Um, IDOS, <laughs> but um, so that could be really cool. Um, but and but no, it, quite literally, the reason that the GoldenEye game would be popular is because a. Uh, uh, no, just nostalgia. We N sixty four is now all the rage right now. Um, you know that era is, and it's not going anywhere uh, because that's what's cool is nostalgia. That's that's been cool in video games, and people are digging up shit. Like, I mean, look at the Mario collection. Granted, that's Mario. Um, the rare replay was, I don't think, as successful as they wanted it to be. Um, but that was one of the two games I actually bought on Xbox One when I had one. Um, and uh, I think it could actually work. I think if yeah. they timed it. And it's all in the marketing. It's all in the marketing because Pierce Brosnan's not relevant. Uh, Daniel Craig's barely even relevant right now until they actually put out that movie that he's. Well, I've been hearing they're switching the James Bond soon. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I think GoldenEye could work. Um, And Mm -hmm. I want to address real quick. uh, Khalif Gaming. I'm going to, I'm sorry about your name, me saying it. Uh, M2, we talked about a couple episodes ago. I, I just want to address because they said, I'm so sad M2 is not doing any more of their, those on Switch. Those are perfect. Uh, when we discussed them saying they were no longer doing it, we realized at that point they were basically putting out a game a year, a remake a year. So they have been kind of working nonstop. So they probably just need a break, but they are. M2 does make amazing ports of mm. Sega games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. And on the GoldenEye thing, Caesar was saying that last time, a deal was nearly struck. Nintendo were the ones who huh. said, no. So, what a shock. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, now, now the license holders have moved on, I guess, like to different studio, it's going to be a bit trickier again, I guess. And Licensing yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still uh, amazed that on the Genesis mini, there's two Disney games, that castle of illusion and world of illusion. I, I don't understand how they got those out there. That that's a game that, so the, the remake of castle illusion was phenomenal i love the original castle illusion i love it on the game gear i love it on the mega drive and i love the remake they made and then they put it out it was a great game the studio at sega sega australia closed down because the sales oh. weren't high enough or something i'm not entirely sure but it's a fantastic game everyone said it was great and then basically got pulled off all the digital stores because licensing um right yeah just speaking speaking of disney i would say uh marvel vs. capcom 2 is uh, suffered from this uh, delisting and licensing since uh, Marvel owns uh, Marvel Disney. owns uh, 
Disney, Disney now. No, Disney owns Marvel now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they're going to come and get me now that I got it wrong. So, oh, no. but no, oh, that's no. something that got suff- that suffers. I think it would be, I don't know if it would be commercially successful, uh, but it would be in the fighting game community. But the problem is the fighting game community is so niche that I don't know if it would be commercially successful to re-release it again. But mm. I'd buy it if you re-released it again and un- unde- if you listed it back. So, uh, oh yeah, Callis yeah. says, yep. Uh, the Ducktales by Way Forward, yeah, that was a yeah, fantastic remake. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I uh, think that NBC Two could work if they marketed in the marketing they emphasized before the MCU and stuff like that, because that's what that's <laughs> what half the reason was that uh, Infinite died because they didn't you they like tried to make it part of the MCU but not part of the MCU, and it was well, just like Infinite had a whole bunch of other stuff that was wrong with it too but this was the year that if anything would have happened with marvel's capcom 2 it would have happened because this was the 20th anniversary it was coming back to evo it was going to be a huge thing they had the top eight players that were going to do a tournament like it was going to be huge and unfortunately covid got it damn it so yeah but um oh just to touch sorry i was gonna say to touch on on that question i think well, you've sort of said it, Scotty, but specifically for me, it was going to be Outrun 2. Um, I, I thought Out, Outrun 2 was just a phenomenal game. Now, I think it was Outrun 2 SP, actually, which had the online play on Xbox. Um, it was on Xbox Live Arcade, and the online play of that game was just so much fun, and it just annoys me. I almost just wish they never put like Ferrari in it. Like, they could have a Ferrari-looking yeah. car and just, you know, yeah, it's, it's a sports it. car. Generic sports car, A. Eh? Um, <laughs> Yeah, didn't we talk about that previously with this? How, like, um, uh, what's it called? Um, oh my god, what's that? What's that Horizon Turbo? Oh, uh, Horizon Chase Turbo. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that one has like clearly a Volkswagen Beetle, but it's not called that. And like a Ferrari and like a DeLorean, you know, they could easily get away with making it look like something. Rocket League does it with actual branding, so (laughs) (laughs) I like. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. arcade racing legends, the new release on the new release on the Dreamcast, the recent release on the Dreamcast. Oh yeah, be playing this like the Batmobile and like you know Ghostbuster X01 and stuff, and also like um, Porsches and you know, Bugatti Mario Kart has uh, <laughs> some Mercedes in it. Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has two oh. DLC cars that are Mercedes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's goofy. That DLC may get. The, uh, I remember Double Dash has. A Cadillac looking thing, which is, I think, Wario's it's or Wario, somebody. Yeah, it's a cat. It's a Nautilac, is what it is. <laughs> oh, we, since it had like, it looked like uh, there were bats themed with it or something. My buddies and I always yeah. called it the Battleback. Yeah, uh, I was just playing that game last night. It still holds up. It's still fun. Yeah, Double Double Dash is my favorite. Um, yeah, I think a lot of good that, couple of things. Yeah, huh? we hit. And I was gonna say, I think that answers Pal's question. Yeah. 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 I love that. Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts with that on yours, Graham? Since you're kind of still talking about yours. Oh, that's fine. No, that's fine. I just, um, yeah, Outrun Two was one of those ones that, um, yeah. Although, sorry, I just noticed Caesar said something about it. Um, Just a theory, not really based on anything. They tried that with Outrun Two and see how many people remembered that game. Mm. I talk about removing the Ferrari license. Outrun Two did have the Ferrari license, and that's why it's pulled from all the services. So that was the problem. Um, I don't know. So I know that's yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I'd love the golden eye, golden eye shout. That's that's a game I'd love to see come back. Uh, it could cool. totally come back. 
Yeah. Um, that's one of the few movie licensed games that really followed the movie, in my opinion. Like, it doesn't really happen that often. But that yeah, was- it does. I think Perfect Dark's a better game, though. Like a, uh, a better uh, shooter. It uh, is. But it also came out like three or four years after. Well, not three or yeah. four years, but it had it had time to see what the N64 was capable of and to yeah. see what lines they could push. So, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I just look at Perfect Dark as like 007, like 2.0. Yeah, so, it is. And then Zero ruined that franchise, so let's not talk about it. I was so mad when Zero came out. I was like, yes, not Wait, Perfect didn't Dark we- Another game where Zero ruined it. So yeah, uh, we're talking about yeah. What was it? Lilac Wars or uh, Star Fox Zero? Star Fox Lilac Wars. Yeah. No, sorry, Bomberman Act Zero. Actually, yeah, not the same with Yakuza Zero though. Yakuza Zero is really no. good. So yeah. it's got a swing, hit and miss on those. So <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, Zero Gravity. I've heard that's okay. So who knows, right? <laughs> uh, can you guys hear that at all? We can. Oh, yes. All right. Hey, guess what? That's going to do it for the mail sack. So you got to there you go. (laughs) You just got to remember to talk with it and then it'll still pick up. That's going to do it for the mail sack. There you go. Perfect. So, okay. Oh, do we firstly, do we need another break or are you happy to keep going? I'm okay to keep going. I'm good. I'm good. Cool. Next thing is, because we're going on quite a while, are we going to do our picks of the week, or should we just go straight into our feature discussion? What are you guys thinking? I'm fine like, skipping t- the picks, whatever you guys want to do. Because I know we are yeah, having I'm trouble doing the picks of the week. So, okay, we are actually going to miss our picks of the week this week, which is fine. Um, I think all of us were struggling a little bit, actually, this week. But uh, uh, I mean, I was just, I've been watching a lot of Giant Bomb stuff. That's all I've been really doing, so okay. nothing big. That's fair enough. Um, I'll just say mine just quickly, Shit's Creek. Been watching a ton of Shit's Creek. Love it. So there we go. Yeah, all I said was uh, go watch Johnny Mnemonic. It's the Matrix before the Matrix with Keanu Reeves. It takes Perfect. place during this year. What? Yeah, twenty twenty one. And then also I, go check out the Twitch channel that is MXC, which is Takeshi's ta- Castle. So go check that yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's the only fun thing I had to say about Johnny Mnemonic is the main villain in Johnny Mnemonic is one of the hosts in MXC. <laughs> what oh, is really? it, Vic? I know his name is Takeshi. The the it you know how Kung Pao was a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. movie and they took and overdubbed it and made it funnier. Yeah. Um, that's what MXC was. It was a show called Takeshi's Castle. Right. I didn't know that the guy that plays Vic in MXC is a character that one of the Yakuza games bases off of him. Interesting. I did not know that. Anyway, wait. That's so the I, future discussion. I, sorry, I have to ask a question on that. So. Did you have Takeshi's Castle in America, or are you saying this show called I have MXC? No idea. MXC is a spoof of Takeshi's Castle. We did not right. have Takeshi's Castle, but oh. we have the MXC, which is the voiceover. We still get to see everything. We see right. all of the like all the stuff, but it's just voiced over by like three or four people in the beginning, just being stupid, and it's it, it's oh, really okay. really funny. Uh, because otherwise Takeshi's- it would just be in Japanese and we couldn't understand it. So yeah, we had Takeshi's Castle here, but basically it's all in Japanese still. Like it was fantastic. Yeah. I think they had like an announcer at the very start going, We're this week on the show, this stuff happens. And then they yeah. just went into the show all Japanese. It was hilarious. Yeah. You can go check it out on <laughs> Twitch. There's an MXC channel that's 24-7 and you, you can okay. go check it out. <laughs> check that out. Okay, and that was our picks of the week. Anyway, that's been our quick picks. <laughs> oh, I'm just singing whatever. <laughs> Brilliant. So with go. that, we will go into our feature discussion.
Yes, we're oh, back. Sorry. We're back with our feature discussion. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. I have to refresh that chat box because for some reason it opens. Um, it's weird. I don't know why it keeps cancelling out the chat box. There we go. Um, awesome. Yes. Thank- Welcome back. Thank you, Caesar. Yes. Excellent. So this week's discussion, we are going to be, well, the, the topic I've written down is, does Sega need to work on its announcements? Because this, we're talking about the Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 announcements that happens this week. So if you don't know, a few days ago, Sega tweeted out they would be live streaming on Twitch with a special announcement. And the tweet said, we'll be back for our first live stream of 2021 this coming Thursday with something special. More details to come, but make sure to follow us on Twitch to get notified when we're live. And then it had the, the old... Um, sega logo the old sonic sega logo where you know sega comes up and sonic runs past it. it's like sega yeah. with sonic running past it basically right and you know lots of a lot of the social media comments and on twitter and stuff were like oh my god new sonic game and other people are like don't don't get excited it's not a new sonic game and you know there's all this banter between all like the, the sega fans and stuff and people were starting to speculate what it could be and when the day finally came um that's sega's um yeah basically when the day finally came that they were going to stream it sega actually put out on youtube a video announcing puyo puyo tetris 2 was going to have sonic as a new character in the game and then a lot of people were like wait is that going to be the announcement later like is that what it is and that's <laughs> what it was basically effectively on the twitch stream at the very start they just went oh yeah so yeah we're today we're going to stream on twitch we're we're doing Pure Pure Tetris 2, and we've just got an announcement. Sonic is going to be a character in the game now, and we're going to play the game now, basically. And that's... I didn't watch the whole stream. I've watched some... I watched the intro bit, and then some of it, and I was like, okay, yeah, I don't need to watch this for, like, two hours. That's fine. Boo this um, company! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's... So, effectively, yeah, um, it kind of really... I think for some people, it's just like, oh, that was it? Like, why were you trying to build up that big reveal... And you announced it before the big reveal as well. That was, I think, that was the annoying thing. Someone dropped and it the wasn't ball. even a big reveal. Um, so yeah, um, it's really annoying. So the question I'm throwing out there to both of you, and also to the chat, is: Does Sega need to work on their announcements, or do you think that's fine and they should just keep doing what they're doing? Basically, um, nah, they and, should they oh, should work on them. <laughs> one thing I need to note in this is that looking at Sega's recent Twitch streams. They mostly be getting reviews in their thousands, which which is fine. You know, that's respectable. Um, there was a charity stream with um, about 4,000 um, watches there. And the next big one was Streets of Rage 4, which brought in 8,000. The one which mentioned, like, they knew they were teasing Sonic with had 10,000 views. So it's almost like they know that the popular IPs get the hits. So, you know, Sonic gets the hits. So let's, yeah, let's I mean, just tease it. It's a marketing ploy. It's a marketing ploy. Uh, you know, Sonic's your biggest thing. Sonic movie came out this year. Sonic people, young kids that don't even know who these Fortnite kids are like, I know Sonic. He did the floss. So they're like, I'm going to go check this out and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, I'm going to be, can I be blatant? Can I be just be blatantly honest? No, oh, yeah. We prefer to only cherish and be. No, oh, this is a shit announcement. This is a, a really bad <laughs> announcement. And uh, Sega needs to like, they definitely capitalized on that. They're just like Sonic's in it. And everyone's like, this was the same thing where, what was it? Was it the Tokyo game show or something like that? Where uh, they're like, there's going to be a Sega stream afterwards. And it was just like 45 minutes of the Catherine remaster or something uh, like that. Right. And I was just uh, like, that's it. 
Like, that's cool for people that like Catherine, but, like, aren't you going to show off other stuff or have any other announcements or anything like that? So, mm. I don't know. I When you're hyping up an announcement like that and then tease it, like, yeah, okay, it's a Sonic in Puyo Puyo. Uh, but, like, when you show that logo that brings all that nostalgia back, you're just like, oh, shit, this is going to be, like, Sonic Mania 2 teaser or something like that or something big. Or, I mean, it could have been a tease for Sonic Forces 2. Like, it could have been anything. But I'm just like, come on, man. That's yeah. that's kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't um, even um, really know what was happening. I didn't know that an announcement was coming, but I, I I just have been in my own world a lot lately. But um, to also clarify for anyone that doesn't know what we mean when we say Sonic is in Puyo Puyo Tetris Two, um, what that means is when you're playing as a character, and also in Puyo in in PPT Two in Puyo Two, I'm just going to call it, even though there is a Puyo Two. Um, in Poyo 2, you can set up teams and stuff uh, of three people, characters, because they're definitely not all even humans in that game. Um, but so whenever you get successfully pull off moves and do different things, the character yells something. Um, so and, and they flash on the screen like they're behind the playing field. They're below your actual Tetris and Poyo screen and stuff. So I forget what Sonic was saying, because I, I, I reviewed Poyo Poyo Tetris 2 for uh, Mega Visions. Um, so go check that out. And they did say they're going to continually put stuff out for it, which is cool. Continue to support it after the release. Um, but when Sonic, if you're bad at this game, you're going to hear the same fucking taunts over and over and over again. Like if you're not that great at Tetris, they say something for when you clear one line, they say something different when you clear two lines, when you clear three, when you get a Tetris. So I got to hear Sonic yell Tetris. And at first in my head, I was like, after Poyo Poyo Tetris 2 came out, I realized that Tetris... Oh, I just realized I didn't have my Yeti on, sorry. Or my uh, RTX on, sorry if I sound like shit. Um, Tetris, actually, now that I thought about it, is one of the more influential video games in my life because that's a one of the... I won't go into that background, but so when I heard, oh, Sonic and Tetris together, that's awesome. That that They're speaking to me. Um, and so, <laughs> so I thought for a second that was cool, but then I was like, oh, no. Part of the thing that I fucking hate about Poyo Poyo Tetris is how I suck at Poyo Poyo. So I hear the same thing from the characters over and over and over in a match. So it'll be like, yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. Not even different inflections. but um, So it's cool to hear Sonic <laughs> yell Tetris and stuff, but that's basically what they mean by he is a character in the game. I don't know if he has different stats or anything like that. He might. Um, but that's what it means. So Sonic is in Poyo Poyo Tetris as a character you can select. Um, it's cool seeing him on like the character select screen, but it's not that. Why make that an announcement? Like with the su- I, new I, Super Monkey not- Ball game that came out, I think it was like sometime in 2019. Like they did, they just had that as a secret character. It wasn't just like an announcement, like a big oh Sonic's in Super Monkey Ball. It's like <laughs> it must be a slow news day for Sega, is what it is. So, yeah. and the chat said too was like the last time they were super excited for something Sega was Streets of Rage Four, and likewise, that was a new game. That game's phenomenal, but your game already released, and you're making like the Sonic announcement act like it's the big like, oh shit, you guys are gonna want to pre-order and get this. Just like, come on, man, right. like. I get yeah. that it's slow, but don't hype up something just like that. And, and it also just annoys me that the fact that they they hyped, I kind of hyped it up and teased it on social media, and then they revealed it elsewhere on YouTube. They sent out, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, it's like we have this reveal announcement. Let's do that, and then it's like, oh, it's so all the new sites were like, oh, 
Is this what they're teasing? Like, come on. Someone didn't, so, an intern messed up the time zones or something is what happened. Yeah, must have <laughs> yeah. done. I don't know. It's just weird. And I feel like Sega has, has a tendency to do this over-exaggerating stuff. Like they did with, I don't know if you remember the reveal for Humankind. Sega oh announced God. that they were going to be re- revealing a AAA franchise, basically, or yes. a AAA title. And people were like, oh my God, it's, you know, Skies of Arcadia 2. I don't know. You know, all the all the crap came out, you know, all the different yeah. things. They're going to be releasing another, I don't know, Sonic Mania 2 or whatever, whatever it was. And it's like this reveal trailer for humankind. And everyone's like, what, what? what is this? What is, <laughs> I, I don't know what this is. I don't care, basically. What are you doing to me? Like, is this a AAA title? I don't even know. Like, uh, so yeah. Uh, and and then yeah. from what I remember, the game finally released and there's no fanfare to it at all. It's just like, yeah, it just came out. It's launched now, guys. Don't worry. Um, hey, we can't forget and, about the Game Gear micros. Oh yeah, get them. That wasn't ones. that wasn't Sega though. That was a writer of a magazine saying he had this huge story. But <laughs> um, that's the thing, though, is they they should have not said. Just don't build up hype. There's mm-hmm. more. There's been more successful random announcements than there have announcements for announcements. I fucking hate that. And Rockstar is the biggest goddamn culprit of it because they'll say, oh, mark your calendars because something's going to happen on this day. And then what is it? Literally a screenshot for Grand Theft Auto. And I'm like, fuck you. I know (laughs) they're living up to their name and they're just doing whatever the fuck they want. Um, But that's that's the worst when it's an announcement for an announcement that drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, a, see a cat, Caliph Gaming. Sorry, they're just, they're just off. But uh, thanks for joining us. That's awesome. Uh, um, it's, they just need to learn to... Sonic doesn't need to have an announcement. People will know that something happened related to Sonic. And I, I know that that's not financially what Sega needs to... How Sega needs to think, think of it. Thank of it. Um, but that's how it could go and they'd be fine. Yeah, but do, do you think stuff like this actually harms them though? Finan- talking from a financial point of view, do you think it would have been better if they didn't go, oh, let's, let's tease this? Because when people get disappointed, they're like, more likely to be turned off by something. So they're more, less likely to buy it. So I don't in theory, know. if they're not teasing some of this stuff, maybe they'll actually be better. I don't know. I don't know monetarily wise uh, if it affects their mon- numbers that way, but it definitely affects their credibility for announcements. Hmm. Like that's the thing is it's, it's the boy that cried wolf. Like yeah. they're gonna be constantly if they keep doing announcements like this. When they do have a big announcement, no one the the hype isn't gonna be there as much because everyone's just gonna be like, oh, it's a new you know new update for Puyo Puyo or a new update for something else or something like that. And then it's like boom, Sonic Mania two, and everyone's like, what the fuck? So I don't know. Maybe they're doing this purposely. I I, I this is where like video game conspiracy theories start <laughs> ticking in my brain. Where I'm like, maybe they're doing if they're. The big brain move would to be to do a bunch of announcements like this and then make their big actual big announcement where people are just like completely caught off guard. But I, I give yeah. people I give video game companies too much credit when it comes to that. So <laughs> uh, no, this is and I was going to compare this a little bit to the and it's not even really like, like no, I can't really compare it. I was going to talk about the. uh super mario 3d world and bowser's fury thing that they showed off and everyone was just like oh it's just a level and it looks like a dlc for mario odyssey or something like that and everyone's i don't know that i can't really make the comparisons there but even then with that announcement it's it's at least like we knew what was going on and then they were just elaborating on it i think that you can because when they first announced that along with all the mario 35th anniversary 
stuff that they had in that trailer, everyone thought that they were re-releasing Mario 3D World. Is it World or Land? World. Land's on the DS. Land's portable. Um, everybody thought like it was that game, standalone game, and additional levels, probably because that fucking game never ended, and you kept getting new worlds. So, of course, they're going to add another new world. That's awesome. But then when they finally recently actually showed what it is, it's literally like a boss fight and a couple different well, it looks like there's a bunch of like build up to do stuff i mean it's a kaiju fight is what it is it's the, yeah. that's exactly what it is it looks like a super like a super saiyan mario uh cat versus godzilla <laughs> bowser and right. for me i love it but it's not a brand new world which i feel no. was the impression yeah. they gave with that first announcement and that's also me assuming too much because i did play the shit out of that game and it was so massive that i thought of course they're gonna add another world that makes sense um yeah. but that at all so it's kind of comparable but it's not um uh you guys remember the sonic cycle oh what yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's the, 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 the theory of the theory sorry scotty you explain it sorry um, i feel like the sonic cycle started with sonic 06 sonic the hedgehog mm-hmm. sonic 2006 um in that <laughs> sorry what happens is sega a sonic title gets announced and everybody's super pumped and they say like all this shit that's going to happen in the game. And then it comes out and it is not good. Not only is it not live up to the hype, but it is also not a good game. Um, that happened first with Oh six. I feel like that happened with, uh, Sonic and the secret rings. Um, it happened and, with forces. well, yeah, forces was when we thought the Sonic cycle was gone. At least I did because Sonic mania existed. Um, <laughs> it creeped its ugly head right back. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, a most... lot of it is us creating our hype within our own heads. But mm. at the same time, every time something crazy, there's just so much marketing behind Sonic. And there's so much thing, so many things that were promised that it would come out and we'd be like, we don't need another character. Why are you doing this? We don't need this new gameplay. Just put... The the thing, the reason that the Sonic cycle exists because they were doing everything except making a new Sonic game. Mm. So that was the problem. We don't uh, need your announcements. Like, just save your announcements for the games. Like, <laughs> just do a little update. Be like, hey, we got an update to Puyo Puyo. Like, just do a tweet out. Like, that's going to come on Tuesday. Awesome. Not make like, y'all better be getting ready for this. It's about <laughs> to go down. <laughs> That, yeah. that was the thing, too, is they weren't promoting it as a Puyo Puyo add-on. They were promoting it as a Sonic thing. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's the thing. They could have just gone out of a tweet going, we're going live on Twitter, the first Twitch stream of 2021. Puyo Puyo fans, get ready or something. I don't know, like something like that. We got an announcement for Puyo Puyo fans. Then Puyo Puyo Tetris fans were, oh, okay, I'm, I dig this. Because, you know, it's not a bad game from what, what I understand. I actually haven't played it, I'm not going to lie. The new one, at least. I played the old, other one. But yeah, great game. Some people love it. They get those fans hyped. That's what that's what it's there for. Because I think this Stockholm is not syndrome. <laughs> Sonic fan. I, well, there might be a handful of Sonic fans out there who love Sonic so much they will go and buy Puyo Puyo Tetris Two because you can play as Sonic as a character yes, in it. There will. Be. But I think the majority of Sonic fans out there, like like me for example, I I'm, I'll say I'm a Sonic fan. I still like some of this the modern games. I'm not going to buy Puyo Puyo Tetris Two for this. Basically, I like it's, Sonic because I like Sonic games. Yes, like yeah, I like the good Sonic games. There's a lot of bad Sonic games, but like, <laughs> and I like, I'm like, I'm not going. I, I knew Sonic was in Super Monkey Ball, and I'm like, that's not the reason. Well, first of all, I didn't buy it; I reviewed it. But I wouldn't have bought that game just because Sonic's in it. Yeah, like, 
I mean, it's, that's not. I mean, I was gonna say Smash, but Smash is not a good example because literally everyone and their mothers in Smash. But uh, <laughs> it's just like the. Bl- and it's I don't like, want to offend anybody with this, but it's the blind fanaticism when it comes to something like that that I'm like, hmm. why? Why? Just like I, I get it that you like it and you want to support it, but like you're supporting your the company in and you're sending the wrong message. You should support them when they create a game with an IP that you like, not just because they slap the IP everywhere. Yeah. If that makes sense. Basically, so. yeah. Like it may, maybe if it's DLC for a game another platform game that has suddenly had a Sonic DLC in it and it was like yeah. you're playing you're playing a Sonic level or something in that game, I'm like, oh I might be more interested in this. But yeah, that that there's such different games and it's not like you're playing a Sonic game in Puyo Puyo. It's Puyo Puyo with Sonic yeah. on the side. I mean it's just some pixels on the side of the screen basically. It's a, a guy it, oh, it, in a voice line. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My I mean, thing is the, the, the thing I can compare this to is I absolutely love Shovel Knight. I love everything Shovel Knight. I love all four of the versions of the game they've released. Yacht Club Games did an amazing job with it. Uh, I have a lot of Shovel Knight uh, merchandise, but I didn't buy the few the couple fighting games that Shovel Knight was in, and I didn't buy... Uh, there was a platformer where Shovel Knight was in it. Uh, I didn't buy those games strictly because... I didn't buy the games, first of all, in general, but I didn't buy them be like, Shovel Knight's in that, I gotta buy that. Like I didn't do that. Like mm. it's the same with Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter's in a uh, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and I didn't buy the game because I wanted Mar- uh, Monster Hunter. Like I don't just blindly buy stuff like that. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm just we're just different kinds of people. It's <laughs> we're not easily swayed. Uh, and on, uh, on the other side of the coin, I totally bought Marvel versus Capcom one on the Dreamcast because I like Spider Man and I like Mega Man, but I was not a fan of fighting games. I'm still not a huge fan of fighting games, but I like that series. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry, they're banging on with this. Um, I think the thing is that's a good game too. So <laughs> yeah, they it would have made no sense to do this, but if they announced that Sonic was somehow in the campaign for Puyo Puyo Tetris, I would be more excited to sit down and see how how he fits into that weird universe <laughs> he uh, went so fast he time traveled into this universe <laughs> yeah uh-huh man yep, yep. But yeah well that's so, all i really had to say so yeah get uh, off sega and yeah. the companies <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's uh yeah so i, I guess we it sounds like we're basically all in agreement here which is good mate but uh yeah um the agreement is don't toy with our emotions yeah basically yeah we're, we're don't give too, me hope. Sega. <laughs> yeah, don't you? Don't you do that? Don't but, you dare uh, do that? But yeah, it seems it seems to yeah. me Sega realizes Sonic gets the hits, and the old IPs get the hits. So let's tease about them or do them on streams and no. more people watch. I wish they thought like that. They are ignoring <laughs> so many old IPs. We don't need to have this conversation right now. But what you said <laughs> is flat out wrong because they what? are ignoring so many old ips that people would love to fucking play again no, no they, yeah okay no but for their, their their twitch streams and stuff it seems like the last few they've actually done which have been successful well, to say successful you know they're getting a lot more than we do ever but they're big they when they're getting eight like 8k 10k viewers is when they sort of talk about they tease sonic for something that's not sonic thing and they, gotcha. they talk about streets of age 4 which is a game they didn't really have any input into um, but yeah, they, just, they own the IP, IP so yeah. yeah, they own the IP. They didn't make the game, so it's like, ooh, 
but but yes they're not making those ips and that's the another annoying thing um yeah. you know so the, the one the one big announcement which i think would have done really well which was for a sega game or sega owned game which sega didn't have anything to do with shemu 3 when that announcement dropped you know the whole internet basically exploded and it's like this could have been a sega announcement but they they missed the opportunity and stuff like it's it was sony and um Yu Suzuki, basically, like <laughs> just uh, oh, I don't know, just ah, uh, that's um, that that's an announcement, Sega. That's how you quit playing with our emotions, like Scotty said. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 All right, boys. Wow. I'm glad to have been that's- here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess I guess I guess that ends that ends our uh, our discussion and also the show this week and. Thanks to everyone who stuck around. I know we've uh, it's been a little bit different this week, I guess. But lots of chat at the beginning, especially Doctor Who. If you enjoyed Doctor Who, thanks for coming along. Um, Let us know. <laughs> we'll talk more about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I could you know rap about Doctor Who for a little bit. Yeah, let's 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 have you back on, Corey. We can talk more Doctor Who. Oh, let me get shows. let me get some episodes back under my belt. It's been a while since I've watched it. So. Actually, it's been a while since I've watched it. I haven't watched any of the new stuff actually at all. Yeah, um, I've never watched any of the Capaldi stuff. So. I'm going to say one more thing about Doctor Who so that I sound like I'm continuing to be a psychopath. It's one of the best written things I've ever watched um, because there are so many different ways you can tell this story and everything. But it just reminds me how great the TV show Sliders could have been. (laughs) Because that show show had so many possibilities. It just needed better writers and less uh, starstruck drama. That is a show that theory, theoretically could have lasted forever. The way, For those that don't know, Sliders is a 90s show where they traveled to different dimensions, but the same planet Earth, that's it. Could have lasted forever, but they fucked up big time with that. And Doctor Who just reminds me of like, oh my god, this could have... doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, I mean, the English just did it better. So... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take credit for that. I'm I'm the representing England here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We've done, that. Okay. We've done one thing right. Who. <laughs> <laughs> We've done one thing right for the world, it seems. Um, oh my um, god. <laughs> I just I just want to uh, read out one thing that Caesar put in the chat. This is this actually rounds off the I guess the discussion of the week. Um Sega shooting itself in the foot is like the company's trademark now. I kind of feel I like can agree with that. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yep. So yeah, yep. thanks, yep. Caesar. Cool. So with that uh I'll go, I'll go to Corey first actually Corey, is there anything you want to promote for yourself or anything like that like i know scrub yeah podcast and uh, stuff. Do you want to chat yeah first or? things first uh i don't want to get uh chastised by my other uh, Scrubverse uh members so yes uh i do a podcast with anti chris and eddie fuerte is our new uh scrub lord uh member partner is what we call it uh we do a weekly podcast i believe episode 77 is out right now we are actually recording episode 78 tonight of the day of we're recording this podcast so you guys should go check that out check us out over on twitter social media is twitter instagram all that stuff you can check us out on uh scrubverse on itunes spotify uh google play podcast until it goes away all your major listening platforms you can check us out on there uh our episodes usually come out on like tuesdays somewhere around there another thing i would like to plug is our youtube channel We've been putting a lot of our clips out there. Uh, luckily, Mr. Haru is our editor. He's a very good editor as well. He uh, has been putting some amazing YouTube video uh, out of our podcast episodes. So go check that out. And uh, other than that, 
I you can check out my personal streams. Uh, uh, my schedule is a little crazy right now, but you can check me out on Twitch at tornado underscore Jones. And the last thing I will say to address the second question that Haru had earlier was this week. If it comes, if this episode comes out before Thursday, we will be doing Sonic Racing Transform this week for the Thursday Night Throwdown. We will also say that we'll let everybody know in the Discord as well. Uh, we're going to do that. That's going to become a monthly thing now. Uh, so we're we getting should... a lot of people. Go ahead. So I was going to say, should we actually read out what Mr. Haru's other question was? Because we didn't actually read that out at all. No, so... I, I, I know, I know Haru enough. I can paraphrase it. So basically, he has been playing a lot of Star or of Sonic uh, All Star Racing Transform. Uh, he's unlocked all the characters. I believe he's unlocked all the tracks. Uh, and he said he's ready to uh, put us in our place, basically. He's ready to wipe the floor with us. So it's going to be interesting to see. So uh, oh, yeah. I'm ready for it. I'm pretty sure Scotty will be there. Well, the whole it's open to everybody in the Discord. You let us know if you want to play. We can. Uh, we'll, we'll, what was that? PC version. PC version. Yes, we will be doing it on the PC version. So, but yeah. Uh, I've already talked too much this podcast, so I will throw it back to you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, we can blame you on when it intro, I think, uh, if we want to. But that's kind of how Scrubverse goes. And um, yeah, yeah uh, we do pretty much stream just about every day of the week. Just the best way to keep up with that is our Twitter, which is Twitter. What is our Twitter? Is it? It's just uh, Megavisions? Megavisions, uh, Megavisions Mag. Mag. It's actually on the screen for everybody right now. Uh, you can't see yeah, it, Scotty, exactly. but yes. That's the one I ever forget. Um, <laughs> hey, if you want to help us out on Twitter, you can hunt down the person that has Mega Visions and tell them to fucking give it to us on Twitter. Anyway, <laughs> keep an eye on there. That's where we post our schedule for streaming. Um, we are a physical magazine, so you can scroll down, click on the cover to hop on our Patreon. We have news and updates of that coming up soon. Um, and we do have a YouTube where we put out the video versions of this. And we also, uh, uh, along with the audio version, can't talk. Oh, my gosh, what's happening right now? Um, and there's plenty of news on megavisionsmag.com, which is our website where we post reviews, news, features, and other crazy things. And I think that's all I've got to say as I find someone for us to raid. Woohoo! Yeah, I just want to quickly say, yeah, follow us all on the socials. You can see it on the screen right now. Uh, Scotty just sort of mentioned as well. And yeah, thanks everyone for joining in the chat. Thanks for coming along and watching us. And yeah, uh, we'll be back next week and more stuff like this, basically. Uh, Stay safe out there, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. And be excellent to each other. Honey, I got to tell you about this sandwich.